I do so much processing work on these. Do you? Why? I need, like more so than usual. Do we so, sound that bad? No, I'm just like normaling it, normalizing it like section by section before I even apply the compressor because the dynamic range is so wide that the compressor won't pick up, like won't affect half of it because it's too quiet compared to how how loud the spikes are. Huh. Like the dynamic range is far, far wider than any compressor I've ever used. That's odd. So like, I'll, why? Just for our audio? Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll nor I'll I'll noise remove first, and then I'll with our channel still separated. Nor I'll I'll uh, after the noise removal I'll sort I'll normalize with the channel still separated like chunk by chunk. Okay. And then I'll combine the channels. Then I'll normalize again. All right. Then I'll compress. Then I put it in actual video editing. <laughs> huh. And then I manually sync it up with the four or five separate camera clips that are making it up because the thing divides the thing divides into like four or five files and those files are separated by like three seconds of black. Oh yeah. Which just happens every single time. So that's been the adventure. Howdy everybody. Uh, we have YouTube channels. You can find me, I'm Keith, at uh, youtube.com slash Sebastian SB. And you can find Andrew at youtube.com slash the sad games. Just thought I'd get that out of the way at the beginning because people keep being surprised Andrew has a YouTube channel. So, Oh, do they? Admittedly. I was like, why are you doing this? I, I feel like most people are aware. <laughs> so if you're this watching point. this on either of our channels, there's probably a link to the other person's channel in the description. Yeah. Or if not, the sidebar sidebar of their of both of our YouTube profiles has each other linked. That too. Also, if you check if, mine, I think uh, I even go so far as to not only put a link to your channel, but I also add you as a collaborator onto the project. So if you click view more information, it shows your those, name. Those weird mystery features yeah. that are forgotten by YouTube, like shows. Yes. Remember when shows had seasons on I, YouTube? I miss them. Shows were great. They're, they're, shows were such a... so gone. Yeah. They're, oh, it's they're gone. just so gone. But it was such a nice feature. We did that you for... You could subscribe to a show. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. So if you didn't like a channel, but what, like the one show they made, you could subscribe to just that show and you'd get told when show, episodes of that show came out. Yes. Which is really handy for like something like Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth. Where they're just like making 500 things. But they still have those features. They just don't work, basically. But they don't work that way anymore. And they're basically invisible. It's because like, it, like Rooster Teeth is a good example. Like, so if you go to the Rooster Teeth page, yeah. say you want to look at a uh, million dollars butt. A million dollars butt above its title will show you what episode and what season it mm -hmm. is. But there is no it just doesn't page do anything. for it's that. It's just text. It's just text. Yeah. It's just like metadata. It used to be a different version of playlists where it was yes. like an official thing and you could subscribe to it. So it'd be like as if you could go to my playlist of breath of the wild or whatever and subscribe to it while it's happening and then you'd get told every it'd go to your sub box whenever a new one came out came out without having to see everything on the whole channel and stuff like that yeah so like a good example of why this would be useful for those of you wondering for like what about let's play so take for instance teach andrew soulsborn you can put each souls game into a you season could specifically not subscribe to that one <laughs> yeah well that but i'm saying you could you could take that and turn it Today into... they're on the Archers episode with Anne Orlando. Are they? <laughs> yep. So tomorrow they meet, They see your reaction to ONS. Oh, good. Be, so that just fair warning. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Although, or for them, that's the day this podcast goes up. Hooray. But yeah, I just thought to mention that because people keep not knowing that you have a channel. Which and, is odd. Which is weird because I keep making it clear all the time. But admittedly, there's a selection bias in saying that on the podcast, because these are the people that are most likely to already know. <laughs> so I'm helping Possible. the fewest people. Hooray. Success. 
Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. And if you're on the SoundCloud, you can go in the sidebar and there'll be links to our channels there. And if you're on iTunes, uh, you're on iTunes. <laughs> okay. Well, that ends that. iTunes. Do you know how podcasts get on iTunes? Yes, by the pain process? and suffering. No, you don't. You have to like sum- manually submit. Oh, uh, you said pain. Yeah, pain. I said paying. I'm no. like, no, you don't pay. No, to it's get on pain iTunes. and suffering. It's, it's just weird. Yes. You just need to already host your podcast somewhere else with like an RSS feed. Yep. And then just submit it to iTunes and then hope one day they let it come on. And they don't really tell you what's going on or notify no. you in any way to the point where I just found out. After checking every day for a long time, I just gave up eventually. And I was like, yeah, I guess iTunes don't want our podcast. Then, like, months later, I, I, I like, way later found out, like, that the podcast had been on iTunes for a while. And I'm like, oh. Have like, you still been submitting it? Or did you just stop dealing with I iTunes entirely? I just ignored entirely? it for a while. But you stopped uploading to iTunes and everything entirely? Well, you don't upload to iTunes. But you know what I mean. Oh, no, it's just taking from you, that RSS feed. Literally the entire process is submitting an RSS ah, link, ah, essentially, ah. and then hoping they let you ha- have it one day. And they don't tell you when it's up. <laughs> so, like, I just found out one day, somebody mentioned that they watched it on iTunes, and I'm like, we're on iTunes? Because <laughs> I didn't know. Because wow. I never knew. Because uh, if, you, if you're listening to us on iTunes, you're literally just listening to us on SoundCloud. <laughs> like oh yeah it's just downloading them from sound i thought SoundCloud. soundcloud was closing down no they had a they have a new partner or something that happened or okay. something probably got bought by amazon yeah they were they were, <laughs> they were they were getting closed down for a very long time but uh yeah it's at some point new partner or something happened and there was okay. some pr email being like yeah we're a bright new future for this nearly failed company <laughs> i'm like Shh, whatever yeah <laughs> i'm not really invested enough to care that much about how this turns out but hey i don't have to change it how my thing works they still get uh 50 bucks a year out of me yeah yes yeah, the that's the cost of hosting on soundcloud if you want to not have like three files there yeah, it, yeah, it's really odd. It, it goes from like you can hold, you can upload like a couple things to you can upload infinite things in one payment. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I thought SoundCloud would probably have been more successful if it was a size constraint, not a file constraint. Yeah, it's weird. I can it, just upload however much I want now. Yeah, admittedly, I but, don't know if I will ever use fifty dollars of bandwidth out of them at our size size right now. No. Still. Probably not, but the uh, but the idea that like you don't, it's not just like a here's how many megabytes, gigabytes you're allowed mm-hmm. to host. It's just like no, you get like this many files, yep. and once you've uploaded this many, that's it. You have to delete another file, and it's like, how do you not? Can't you just allot a certain amount of storage space? Which I feel like is something that would convince people to buy more or be more likely to buy into it because then they'd say like, I mean, manage- hey, file size management's already weird in general because like places like. Like all of our email clients used to have a size limit. They still do. But they don't they don't seem to mention it anywhere and they it do. seems impossible to hit. <laughs> it's right there. Is it? See? Zero gigabytes used. That's not your email. That is your email. No. That's Google Drive. Well, it's all different. combined. Which I was about to go through too, is that it's like all of our email clients don't have file size limitations like they used to like in the email itself yeah google's paired with google drive which has its own file size limitation but even that's weird because you know google's not putting any of your stuff away like if you delete something from google drive they're totally keeping it (laughs) 
like they're pretending i like how you have this mentality that google has like unlimited storage space to keep they're, your they are shit. no they're they're they, a data gathering organization it's their entire business model it is they're totally keeping all your shit there's <laughs> i don't believe for a second that they're actually deleting it i can i, I can think it's a you. throttling system just to stop you because you have to delete stuff first but they to, have to they don't have they don't have the server like the server capacity to uh, to steal that much information from you i mean that part's even weirder just the idea that they're the people who let you upload infinite content to youtube but they have a file size limit on google drive uh that's that's, they only do that because they offer um they offer business packages for cloud storage just so they can monetize yeah yeah that's the only reason yeah it's not a limitation for them it's just a thing they can get money off of well i mean youtube they make money off of that's why you can upload unlimited because they just Mm -hmm. put ads on everything yeah but they can't put their problem lately yeah but they can't put ads on your google doc that's the that's the basis of the adpocalypse well, the adpocalypse only exists for content that's not what YouTube wants anymore. Or is it? It kind YouTube's, of. YouTube's a weird place in general. It kind of is. I found is, out recently but it kind about of a categorization where all ads are disabled and sharing is disabled, but the video is still public. Which is like a weird form of extreme content on YouTube that they don't take down, but they like acknowledge so it's Which like so weird it's youtube saying like you haven't broken any policies that would make or us you take have it down. but you haven't yeah it's like you can't take it down for reasons but, yeah. but it's like you can't make money on this and we don't want it to be publicly available like we don't want you to like send it around yeah so all the sharing features are disabled and stuff like Which that is not, but still, i mean you could just take copy but it's the still link. The, exactly but it's still there and like yeah. that's so and it even has like a some features on this video are disabled like listed on the page and stuff like that i'm like Okay, I'm learning things. Huh. That's odd. Just learning things. I, I've learned that there is an option for a video to be blocked worldwide, which is the most interesting thing that's possible because it's literally... That just means it's blocked, yeah. It's functionally taken down. It's functionally taken down, Yeah, but it's not removed. I've only ever seen that. I've seen that for copyright reasons before. It is copyright reasons, mm-hmm. usually, yeah. Uh, I have it on my, my other channel, my personal like my i just want them to have like really explicit rules about how certain things work like nudity what are the guidelines what are the characteristics what are you allowed to show they do have that not, they're not but they're not actually consistent or clear about it well no they can't make anything consistent or clear they, because they can't follow through well like even then like they'll like they'll punish they'll like a cha- i'm always so confused by like a channel that does sex ed versus a channel that's just doing it to make views but the channel that's making views is like that's acceptable but the channel that's doing yeah. it as an educational reason is like, like there's whoa, no whoa, nudity whoa, whoa. but i've seen a video where like there's a guy naked on a stage on some sort of weird educational auditorium setting yeah and there's just naked people in the thing and it's been on youtube for years and i'm like i'm what are the rules because i've heard of channels being like punished for like showing like video game penis in it's context sexual but then, in but, nature but then you have genital jousting which all the popular youtube channels are playing which are about dicks fucking each other and then you have that one animation the truckers something something where a trucker grows a giant boner and like penetrates a woman all the way through to her mouth and sh- and like shoots out of that and they're flying through the air and it's all an animation and i'm like this has been on youtube for like six years and it has like 20 million views or something i'm like they have somebody has to have noticed it by now so like what are the rules i can't Uh, tell the rules are it's up to it's like the rules are a i can uh, never tell when i need to or not or don't need to censor stuff youtube is a republic by that because you you couldn't stream for months because you got hit by exactly that weird like i can't tell what's allowed yes i i didn't even show i showed 
nothing. That's the worst part. I literally, it's all implied. Because it was implied, nope, now you're in trouble. But it was never explicitly shown. No dicks were shown. No animation. I, don't, I can't was, tell what's allowed. Like, why? Is it bad when Game Grumps reads actual, like, smut on the podcast? No. Then? Because that's... Because uh, it's not just displaying sexual content. So you confusing. are allowed to read smut. Everything's so confusing. And like, there's no rules. Yeah. Like, for me, uh, uh, for my example, what you're talking about, Keith, was... Uh, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, we have a YouTube kids. Send the kids there. And then say fuck it <laughs> also you have a button that you can press it says like this is an over 18 video mm -hmm. but oh, it, but if you press that it disables all monetization options but mm. um but you have that option but even when you click that option it's still like yeah does youtube but... not advertise for porn for porn hub no they don't no for the not even on the 18 only uh video you can't have advertisement seems, on that that seems like the way the thing they'd go for is that oh adults only time for the adults only advertisers you just pop out that adult swim would think yeah lots of lots of commercials about a guy smiling way too widely while pointing at wood remember those commercials yeah the just the fake penis enlargement commercials that would be on adult swim all night where it's just i'm point it's just, it'd just be a hand pointing at a, at a wood and then up here would be another hand pointing at more wood and i'm like <laughs> the whole screen's just fingers pointing at wood and i'm like <laughs> i'd say you're on the nose but that's also a euphemism for penis <laughs> well it wouldn't be you're on the head no, I mean, the thing where the noises, sizes, or things, it doesn't matter. Okay. This only barely works. Welcome to the allergy cast where we have allergies because this town sucks now and it's going to suck for a while. Well, it has begun. It'll suck until winter comes again. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. We're both weepy at the moment. Yeah, a little my, bit. My, all of my, like, excessive sinus problems have just been gone for years for mm. sinus, for uh, allergy things. Because you left. No, not even that. Oh, you mean like just like your nose doesn't get plugged or anything like that? Yeah, I just don't have to deal with like nasal allergies issues anymore. Like, yeah. if I have that, I got sick. <laughs> but man, my eyes. <laughs> yeah, the um, that happened. That's pretty much for me. Is that like sometimes my if if it is like severe pollen, like hundred percent mm -hmm. pollen level, I will feel it in my nose. Otherwise, the worst I get is like scratchy eyes. Mm hmm. But like as a kid, I had a used to. I used to have to go get my nose cauterized. Cauterized? I, yeah, because I would get bloody noses from how bad the allergies were. I had to get it cauterized to undo the bleeding. Yeah, so they would basically cauterize blood vessels in my nose, so that way they wouldn't bleed out, more or less. And fuck, does that hurt? Have you ever I, had like something? No, I've never had anything cauterized. Really? I've never been burned to health. It hurts. <laughs> I can't imagine why. I've never seen examples in media. Of the screaming as the... And then they... Not like the, the bullet they, ones where they're just like... But like, like the idea is similar. They're burning it. That's what cauterizing is. It, it kinda. It's because you don't have a gaping wound. So it's not cauterizing... Like for when they're cauterizing a bloody nose... The closest like, I've ever had, was, which is not even vaguely comparable, was like having a mole removed by them freezing it. Oh, yeah. I had a weird experience. I had two of those. I had one for freezing, one for laser. The laser yeah. one's cool. The other one, they just they just puff air on it, yeah. weird, and you're like, "What's happening right now?" And yeah. then later on, it falls off, and you're yeah. like, "Okay, yeah." They basically like use nitroglycerin and like flash freeze does, your. It mold. does not seem <laughs> that safe. No, because they just go like spray, and you're like, "Oh, is that it?" And then you realize later that just a piece of you falls off, and you're like, "That's they just they literally necrosis." They use like, that's they, exactly they, they, how they that use works. the killing gun on you yeah. to kill part of you. And then the killed part fell off. Yeah. 
I, I, I remember uh, a while ago, I looked into like this huge thing of like, how is what is the best way to both kill and dispose of a person? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you how because, you know, you always see those TV shows of like the perfect I did crime. thing where I nod like to acknowledge that conversations yeah. happening and then literally processed afterwards what you said. <laughs> I'm like, I figured, hang on. <laughs> yeah, but. Because I saw, I would see those TV shows that are like, you know, uh, this person got caught doing this crime, and he was oh, just all the ways people get caught. And yeah, to see what went and so I was like, I was like, like that. so here is my. I mean, somebody had to have tried to do the Breaking Bad after seeing it. Probably the yeah. show opens with body disposal. It's like the third episode. Yeah, and they're like, we put them in these vats of shit we've bought at the store, and we showed us, we showed the character buying this shit at the store and the tubs that they could fit in and crap like that, so they could dispose of a body by like dissolving it in acid or whatever. Yeah, but see, that's the problem with dissolving it in acid has two two problems. One, you require a location to let it dissolve, mm-hmm. which most people who are killing each other are usually significant others or parents. Or kidnappers, and so we got to go to the experts. We got to watch Dexter now. Well, kind of, but the the problem is <laughs> no, not Dexter. The, but the I've problem never is seen Dexter. Yeah, uh, I uh, good, good, good choice. the The problem is, is that like mostly your home is not a place you want to store a tub of acid burning a body, because the police will show up at some point because you're probably going to be a suspect, and they'll be like, "Can we just check your house?" And they go like, "That's weird. Why do you have a vat?" of acid with bones in it <laughs> this video is not suitable for all advertisers it, it is because i'm not <laughs> killing a person on the show so it's fine hey people advertise on breaking bad and they showed exa- they talked exactly it's, about this but that's fictional <laughs> this is fictional yeah i haven't killed a person yet you, you gotta you gotta understand andrew television is legitimate mm. so there's no rules and everything's fine Except when but there is the scary YouTubes, somebody talking about these things hypothetically or whatever is now super dangerous and bad. And I mean, we, more people can't have it. More people watch YouTube videos than they do television. So, admittedly, YouTube showed a real dead body to millions of people. So, no, <laughs> they didn't do that. They did, though. No, ultimately, they did. But it didn't break their policy. Ugh, they didn't even take it down. No, he had. He took it down himself. Well, they let him take it down. Because if they took it down, then he would have to get a strike on his channel. Good. <laughs> they can't do that. Good. If he gets a strike, that means he he uh, basically loses out on monetization options. Because he gets he'll get less monetization. Oh no. Also, have a strike against him, which means How advertisers will he ever co- recoup that with millions of shoe sales or whatever the fuck he sells. T-shirts and hoodies and backpacks and socks and uh, I think underwear too. Anyway, yeah. By now. By now. By now. Literally, yeah, that's that's an interesting situation when every video you make literally becomes a commercial. Yeah, that's a real thing that happens. <laughs> that's his channel. His channel is literally like just a commercial. There are entire YouTube channels that have millions of subscribers and all they ever do is just advertise their merch and like flex on their audience about how rich they are and like yeah. look how awesome I am. Here's my lifestyle. Buy my shit. And that's their whole channel. Yes. And they make bank off of it and everyone follows them like, oh my god. And it's like, well, it's such a weird, it's like those people that, um, you see those people that have, Hey, you should go to my website and watch a free video and I'll tell you how to do this thing that you always want to do. And you go to it and it's like, all right, here's like a five minute video. But if you pay me like 30 bucks, I can give you this full set of videos that's guaranteed to help Everyone's you. Everyone's just always selling you how to fix your life or whatever, or be better. Help self. Even if it or doesn't make, any, even if it doesn't make yeah. sense. 
You fucking Alex Jones of all blobs tries to sell like performance enhancers, which is incredible to think about. They're, they're, <laughs> the they're, weird they're, red angry blob man is like gonna sell you stuff that makes your body work good. <laughs> it's so much better because this is literally a guy who's just like a conspiracy theorist about everything. So he's like he's paranoid about the stupidest shit, but he's like, put this random thing into your body, you don't put know these what it drugs is. Drugs in you, yeah. Soy is bad. Also, they all contain soy. Yeah, they Don't all contain soy. This. Don't you? <laughs> he had like a whole thing about of, soy boys. All of his, all and of then his, his products contain soy. <laughs> but he's not on YouTube anymore, so that's all that's important. It's just, it's it's good. It's a good thing. I think he's back on YouTube, but not with that channel. It, it, We're just bemoaning other YouTube channels that exist, basically, now. Yeah, sorry. To be fair, they're all scum. Yeah. We're not, we're not like, talking bad about our competitors. We're talking bad yeah. about, like, literally bad Fuck people. Fuck you, Markiplier, and your deep voice and uh, videos about video games. I don't... I, I genuinely don't know what, what an any... an asshole doing stuff for charity or whatever. I don't know what any of those people do. I don't watch any of their content, so I have no idea what their day-to-day -day lives are. They do are. gaming videos. But I mean, like, I don't know it's if fine. I don't know if they <laughs> even fine. if they even keep making videos. Like, I don't even know if they're still making videos because I just don't keep track of them. Like, PewDiePie doesn't make video game videos anymore, really. That was a surprise when I so, looked at his channel. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's kind of hanging out in a weird cubicle. Yeah, <laughs> on a lot of the videos, and I'm like, I okay. <laughs> yeah, so I like I don't know if Markiplier or Jacksepticeye. I don't know if they play games anymore. They could have just moved on and like, well, now I just make pastries on my channel. I'm welcome, Markiplier's. Let's pastry, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's pastry. <laughs> I like I have no idea what the fuck he does anymore. Let's like, plate. Let's plate. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible restaurant. Plating. Plate. Plating is important or something. I heard that once on the internet. It must be true. I mean, it depends on what you're making. Mm -hmm. Certain foods, plating is important because it's the presentation as well as the taste. But like 90% of consumers really just give zero fucks about how nice your food looks. It's about how it tastes. Yeah, but looking nice is helpful. For Instagram, yeah. That's the fun part of going to sushi restaurants. Is, is it? The extravagant, like, pointless detail put into the presentation of the sushi on the plate. I think that's like... An, all the weird designs and everything. That, that's like a weird... What do you mean weird designs? Oh, you mean like the... they'll like spread the sauce zigzag oh. across the board, or they'll have a weird garnish that's shaped like a dragon or whatever the fuck. Like they'll just make oh, okay. like I'm a salad dragon. Rah. I was gonna say like <laughs> when you go to a normal sushi place in Japan, it's like I don't it's, mean I don't mean the just... boats or whatever. No, where I you know. literally just get some rolls yeah. and that's it. But I mean like when you order when you literally order a specific roll sitting down in a booth, for example. Yes, it often is like. There's a there's a production of it at times. Yeah, sometimes it's showmanship. Uh, I mean, I think that's... I think sometimes it's just to excuse how expensive some of them are. Like, oh, you got the expensive one? Uh, it comes with a show. <laughs> nice. It's like the, the local Hisui and how they, uh, they, they're like, hey, you want... Uh, yeah, you, you get fried rice anywhere, but what if your fried rice came with a chance of burning? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't... I haven't been fried rice with a chance that. of ruining your shirt. <laughs> I, I I actually genuinely enjoy that show. Um, it the, is kind of the fun. Hibachi Grill, is yeah. what it's called. Yeah, and so they, they some fun to it. It's yeah, it's like they make the little volcano out of stuff, and then it's like <laughs> they put the they put like the what grease or whatever it is, and it goes like whoosh, and it fly, and I'm like, but the inside of my rice is now like burned. <laughs> like I don't like that, but the volcano thing was cool. Yeah, um, 
And they do some kind of cool flips. Like, I like the thing where they're just, flipping things on your plate. I'm just generally plate. happy that's just actually really tasty stuff, usually. Well, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's good food. Like, um, often better than other places. And I'm like, why is it a show and also tasting better? I don't understand. <laughs> it's tasting better because you've got it served to you the coolest way possible. It is It is. It is fresh and that it's served to you immediately after being cooked. Yes. And you have to wait for it to not be lethal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do enjoy the fresh off the death, pl- the death table. Also, that <laughs> table is just like right there. Yeah, so you do have to be careful. Yep, don't like, don't spill anything onto we the did, death we, table. We were doing ice cube wars on it. Oh, you're putting ice cubes on it? Yeah, yeah. We were doing a uh, what is it? It it wasn't the local one. It was I went I went down to visit Craig down in like in Southern California, like right after graduation, and like because he was down having college there and we were all meeting up we went to a local hibachi grill and yeah like by the by the end of dinner we were waiting for everyone else to finish because it's like a fucking 12 person group oh damn and we were just doing ice cube wars across the uh, grill at each other oh you're like <laughs> putting like, them on and throwing them at yeah, each other like bumper see. carsing them <laughs> like bouncing off they each left other. the grill on they're like beyblades yeah <laughs> why did they leave the grill on either that or it was just still really hot but we were definitely beyblading a bit <laughs> have you ever been to uh let them rip ever been to the mongolian barbecue place here Probably not. I don't know what Mongolian food is. It's Chinese food. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it just is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, like sure, mongrels don't exist. So it's just, mongrels don't exist. Well, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> the, the the horde is gone. Like Genghis Khan has died. The the, the idea is that like mo- I After mean, after making everyone his children. <laughs> No, only like a large portion. <laughs> but uh, that's like, that's one of those stupid internet rumors that just doesn't have weight. Though. Does it? it? It does. Is it a fake Snapple cap fact or is it a scientific fact it's that a, it's it just a, sounds weird? It's a fake Snapple fact. Is it that? Is it a fake one? Like The, like, the Snapple fact was like, like... poisonous daddy long legs? Yeah. The idea was that like, there was something about like one, it was like a... a because I mean, it's been enough generations. It's like half the there's population of, has a... Genghis or has like, uh, like yeah, Genghis DNA in them or something. And I was like, that's. I mean, at some point, I, I, at some point, just via how math works, a shocking amount of our population can all be descended eventually from the same person, just because it keeps spreading through the population forever. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, we actually one of the I was looking this up uh, the other day specifically because I was I hate children. But the um, I was looking up like why children shouldn't exist. You've been enjoying hating children lately, haven't you? On that on your on your favorite franchise. Yes, I'll get to that in a second. The but one interesting fact is that because of how traditional family setups are, we're like destroying humanity. Because the idea that you have children with one person multiple times is like a waste. It's stupid. It's like a waste. It is like a waste because you're the, the, the you entire mean like the, the lack of genetic diversity yes, or something. You create almost no diversity because of your stupid monogamous idiocracy that has been instilled into you by a church that you don't even believe in. I don't know why the fuck half these people do it. But the idea is like you create children with one person and you well, create like, it's like of the them. it's like the big YouTube channels that flex on everybody. Back in the day only kings got married, and now everyone wants to get married because then it's like, oh look at how where how we've made it in life. I think that's basically how it spread to an extent. I don't know, but it's stupid. my understanding is that marriage was kind of not a thing. No, like why would couples, you... like couples existed, but yes. they weren't married. There's no reason to. Why would you fucking marry... pay money to the government? Marrying was like an official, high-level, crazy clergy thing involving royalty. 
Well, it was marriage only existed. And also, marriage was a also, peace treaty. It also, yeah, it was a peace treaty and a way of dealing with like property. Yes, which good luck having that. Yeah, <laughs> Ma- marriage was not for peasants because why would peasants want it? Because par- peasants have nothing, no reason to do it. They don't need a peace treaty between two families. Although even then, they're, they don't monogamous need... families were still a thing. It just they well, were married. Yeah, monogamous families were a thing, but also back then people didn't live very long. So having a lot of children with a lot of with the same person was kind of necessary <laughs> because like half of them would be dead by the time you were old if you even lived long enough because of war. So like it was it was okay. But now we're in an era of peace. That's actually one of the Snapple Cap things that's not true. What? Not as accurate at least as people think it is. People think that pe- people think that everyone died like shockingly young back then. People lived to old ages. Yeah, like almost every it, it's actually like you were able you were expected to live into like your 60s and 70s and crap like that if you got past being a child basically. Yes. Is that the stats the average is so low on age length on on life length back then because of how large of a percentage of the population would always die as a child yes. or a baby which is because why they're really hard to not kill <laughs> they, they're really good at dying it's more of just they're very it's weak. like their best skill is being not alive anymore oh almost like it's children they have, are they have death proficiency well it's, <laughs> i mean children are literally a waste you have to do so much to keep them alive only for them to be mostly ungrateful for the rest of it so, like, why even bother? But the point is, is that I found out that, like, yeah, by, because we have almost no genetic diversity, we're creating more problems than we're solving. Because, like, the idea of, like, having so much diverse genetics created a bunch of new things, like people who were immune to certain diseases or people who, like, uh, uh, people who were able to do certain things that couldn't be done or, like... That, that is a weird thing that, that... It's, like, a question that might have to be answered is, like, do we, do we like... I was going to say Gattaca, but Gattaca wasn't actually that. Gattaca was the one where you just predict what people are like, and then those people get the good jobs if they're going to have, if they're healthy, basically. <laughs> yeah. But do you, like, do you edit people, like their genes, to fix the problems? Because at some point, society as a concept creates genetic problems. Yes. Because things that would normally kill people aren't killing them anymore. Which means it's not going to be filtered out via the dying process anymore. Yeah. Which means, do you then, it, like, that's just a new problem that has to have a new solution. And, like, that, one of the more logical ideas would be, like, do you just start manually editing out the problems that are being caused by then them not dying of these things? You, you have two options. Because otherwise either... those weird diseases just become more prevalent and common yes as they just continue to spread through the population yeah see you have two options and that's what i found out was like the two options are either one you start just stopping you stop you stop having you stop creating this like idealized family situation where you just have children with multiple people even if it's not literally doing it that way where you're like having sex with somebody but it's the idea that you can go and get artificial uh, insemination i'm pretty sure that it's going to I think of all things, genetic modification is going to be an easier sell than is it? telling people to have government-mandated families of like... Well, it's not government-mandated. It's the idea that you Kind of is. You can it, have... It's like, you ha- here's your matched person of who your baby's going to actually come from. No, no. Like you, a weird you're thing allowed people one, struggle with. You're allowed, like, one child from your partner, and if you want more children, you either have to adopt or do artificial insemination. Which is a better option, honestly, because you don't need to create four children, you fucking idiots. Like, you get one, and there's a million others waiting to be used. It's okay, I'm compensating for all those people by not having kids. I mean, yeah. You just gotta average it out. 
I don't. Well, I mean, my thing is like I'm not an asshole, so I'm not going to create life on a planet. Are that you is, though? I am not. Uh, I know you're a real mixed bag. No, I'm not. I'm. You're a, pretty, a fascinating, strange person. I'm a consistent person. You're consistently an asshole <laughs> until the moments where you do weird shit. Or like, like what? Like uh, we went to an escape room and you were like picking up like litter and throwing it out. Yeah, you shouldn't litter on the ground. It's like this like, is this is these are character traits of Andrew. We walked <laughs> by like a half full bottle of Coke laying in the parking lot and he picked it up and took it to a garbage can. Like what the fuck? Why are you littering? That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> I have to live on the planet that you're trashing. Like I, I, I could you at least be a not? I don't an pick asshole? up litter, but I also never litter. Yeah, I'm not that I, I mean, I don't litter, but if I see like a full Which, bottle. By the way, we were driving home, uh, me, Marty, and Nick, after that, and as we were arriving in our neighborhood, somebody was just throwing garbage out their window into the street while the wall parked at the park, and I'm like, "What the, what?" Yeah, <laughs> he's just throwing it into the street. And I'm like, "What the fuck is? That's, what are people?" That's what I'm saying. Like, it, so if I see trash, I have to pick it up because everyone. It, it reminds me of how I went to Yosemite, and on the hiking trail, we found diapers. They're not like just biodegradable. Aban- just abandoned poopy diapers. Yeah. And also, there's also, I found a, a, just an actual bag of dog shit. Like a Ziploc bag full of dog Ziploc shit bags just are sitting not on top of a rock. Biodegradable. You could just it's leave just, the shit. It, it, if you, that would almost be better. If you want to get it out the trail, you pick it up and you throw it. <laughs> just get it, it out there away from the trail. Honestly, if you're going hiking anywhere, like serious, t- uh, serious tip. If, if you're going on a uh, hiking trip of any kind... You should always bring a very small spade. If you're bringing a dog, you're bringing so just you can yourself. Just bury whatever you can, happens. Yeah, if you want, to, yeah. if you need to take a shit, your dog takes a shit, your baby takes a shit, your you, baby takes a shit. You, you bury the baby. And like, <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> I would just rec- I would recommend just giving it to a bear. But the idea is, uh, the, yeah, the idea but, is you can. But I'm not an asshole. No, I'm not an asshole. I pick up litter. It's babies the, who are the who are the wrong. They are. <laughs> They, they are. Am I out of touch? The babies are wrong. The babies are wrong. <laughs> they will always be wrong. The, what is this cover? Where are we going? But yeah, take I, a spade. I lost, I take a lost. spade, dig it up. It's not that hard. And spades weigh nothing. They weigh about as much as like a box of plastic bags do. Yeah. And you could just spade it, dig it. It's fine. I, nature's not going to be upset you buried a piece of shit. No. Nope. Nope. Nature will never be upset about it. We did an escape room. Yeah, we did an escape yeah, room. Yeah, again. Well, we do a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. They get, we get around. I'm, trying, I'm running out of some... <laughs> like it's yeah. actually getting harder to find new ones uh this one was one of the worst ones in some ways it's the worst one i've been on with you guys yeah, yeah. i mean the zelda one was worse probably Ye- but that was a different group it yes was just and you, me, also and no, other people because i don't count that as an escape room it didn't count ca- it didn't feel like it counted no no it was the- more of like a group project but I was, I was doing it for my birthday, which is a repeat of an experiment I did last year with the other side of my family, which went way better because we did the uh, the seance in Escape Sacramento. Yeah. And it was a bunch of genuinely neat puzzles and, well, it, ha- yeah. and it also had two rooms. So I was you have, say, the, I don't you think... have the experience of escaping into the other room, which has a progression <laughs> sense. And I'll always remember that, yeah, like when it ended, my uh, my. Uh, step uncle how did families work uh it's like like because we lost and we ran out of time and he's like and he's like i don't care i want to figure it out because it because they're like because uh, his wife was like oh time's up tony and i'm like and he's like he doesn't give a shit he, just, <laughs> he, was, he was focused on the thing he was looking at like people were invested and it was cool but in that one people could split up and look around and do things yeah and stuff. this one we played was beat the rooms uh initiation initiation which was like you're getting into a illuminati group Ooh, i'm like that's a yeah. fun theme matt boy did i pick choose uh choose poorly i wish we had done uh Pro- prohibition 
Sherlock Holmes is in Sacramento. Oh, okay. I wish we'd. I wish we had done uh, the Prohibition one because that might have. Bit, well, it wasn't the same room, so it's probably better. Yeah. Uh, but this one was like, like... I don't know. They just didn't do... It, it was literally not how escape rooms are supposed to work. No. Which is that it was a series of puzzles, which on them own, if you tweaked them to make a little bit more sense, were fine puzzles. But the problem is that the room should only have like two or three people in it. You know, this... And they sold eight people. Yeah. So the entire room was a series of completely linear puzzles that lead from one to the next. Yeah. And some of them were, like, basically, like, decoding codes by writing shit on a whiteboard and stuff like this, that. This room felt like a, a level of the room. Where it's just every time you're making a... Like, kind of, every yeah. Every time you finish a linear a puzzle, series of things happens. It progresses to the next puzzle and so on and so forth. But you're never... Yeah. You're never, as a group, solving anything. All you're doing is following a story. It's the kind of thing where if you were playing that room as a video game, single player, it'd be more passable. Yes. Than what happened to us, which is we were playing with eight people. And so eight people are trying to find shit a, to do. A crowd of people that can't see anything half the time. Yeah. And you're like, you, we, you spread out around the room to look around and everything, but it's like, you can't solve any of the puzzles no. until you solve the current puzzle. And it was like, it was, it, yeah. it just is like not how those rooms are supposed to work. And a lot of it was obscure as fuck. Like oh, a yeah. lot of the stuff you needed to do, like, wh- like we got this, well, we got well, a simple What was frustrating thing. is that they were like, within minutes, they were, co- they had a bunch of pre-laminated clues. They were just slipping under the door over and over again yeah. throughout the whole thing. Like consistently. Like I think they're aware that it's a bad room and they yes. just haven't come up, they haven't designed a replacement yet essentially and they're just dealing with it. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because I feel like if it's just not working, don't use it. It, it is a bummer. It's just not a great room. And they, they have so many pre-laminated, pre-printed out clues for every step of the puzzle, basically. And it's like, oftentimes we needed those to even proceed. Yes. And normally we don't even use clues in escape rooms. But they weren't even the hints. They weren't even considered so, hints. They're the, part of the actual exact, puzzle. They're like prompting us over and over again. Yes. But like you were, I think you were supposed to be able to solve them without those. No. Because we got I, a I different hint. Were. We actually had to ask for a hint for one of the puzzles. No, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, there's, there's the real hints, the hardcore yeah. ones where you actually have to ask for help. And then there's the not quite hints where they just are passing things under the door and stuff like that. I remember the one time we asked for a hint and then they showed it on the board. The one real hint we asked for was it literally... Was the answer. No, it wasn't the answer. It was literally the thing we were already doing. Oh. We just finished saying, like, oh, that's how you solve the puzzle, and we're just trying to figure out how to make it work. And then the hint was the thing we just said, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It still wasn't as bad as a skeleton key, which will always be the first and worst escape room I've ever done <laughs> that was just baffling. This one at least had theming, and the puzzles were puzzles, generally. They just it, were yeah. messy and weird sometimes. They, it just, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as... It was just a real bummer to present to people that hadn't done escape rooms before, because yeah. there was three new people there. And it was not a great selling point. <laughs> no. Um, I did like the wheel. The translation wheel would have been really cool. There was, there was a number uh, of mechanics that worked. But, like, the rest of it was bad. It, it's just the people in the room couldn't do anything. Yeah, a lot of it was me just... Whereas when I played the seance, everyone got to do stuff. Yeah. And spread out and find things and things. I never find that problem with, like, uh, in Chambered. In no. Chambered rooms, I never have that problem. In Chambered's and... uh, Whispering Halls is so wide it's so like but it's, it's so like wide the, the but the flow it's... chart of how to progress through it is so wide yeah. there's so many parallel branches happening at once but it's also very tight 
Yeah. Like it's very, uh, it's like it, nothing feels bloated about it. Everything's you important. You yeah. Can, you can associate everything in the room with what kind of puzzle that thing ultimately was when you finished it and everything. Yep. But it's like, like it just opens immediately and people are just all over the room doing crazy shit everywhere. And it's just like, Oh, I know. It the, was a the, pain the, in the ass to keep track of all this fucking oh, yeah, people the, doing shit. <laughs> just the breadth of quality between escape rooms is just so crazy it is it's one of the it's um it's definitely one of the more interesting parts about escape rooms is going to different ones and seeing just the varying amounts of quality and effort put into each one yeah where you can see the ones that are like okay you just thought you could jump on this bandwagon whereas (laughs) like other people you're like I am not sure if you've been, like, waiting to do this for a hundred years or something, but this is a really, like, you almost seem like you've been wanting to do this your entire life. <laughs> then, you, then you have people like Escape Sacramento where it seems like they were passionate about it, but they're completely caught off guard by how much better some people can do stuff. Mm. So, like, Escape Sacramento has good rooms, but they almost seem like culture shocked by the existence of Enchambered now coming into town and oh. having and having like shocking ones, like ones like, that are really good. Yeah, but also when you go to Escape Sacramento, at least especially when they hadn't dis- discontinued the previous room, you could see the continuation of their like their inter- their their uh, iterating. Okay, because like, did you do the gallery? Because the gallery was not good, I don't not think really, so. and it's gone now. Uh the oh. gallery is now the space one we did. Oh. Were you in the space one? No. I can't remember. The I've, only done the, people. I, I've only done the Enchambered. And you've had, you've had, yeah, you've got to play the really good ones. Yeah, I've only gotten to play the good ones. The uh, I kept my tracker pretty clean. Besides the Zelda one, that was like the only <laughs> bad one I've done. And Oh, uh, boy. And then now this one. But like the gallery was one that just had just just tons of locks in one room just so many locks to the point where there's just a pile of like padlocks that had all been solved in the corner <laughs> by the end in the corner. and it, it's just, it was a single room you never change rooms and there was just so many combinations uh, like find four digits of this or five digits of that and letters or numbers or find keys to go yeah. into things and it's just so you're just scrambling around run one room constantly and that was just like such not exciting and the theming was nothing it felt like we were in a portable like a high school classroom like those kinds of locations oh like it was just some it was just like the tile floor and some white walls and there was just some paintings that were up and it was like it was a gallery and you're solving puzzles it just wasn't that exciting but then like they but then they had a seance which is the one i did for my which is how i found that place in the first place is for my previous birthday last year and like did that with the, the family and like it was like suddenly you're in a dark room with boarded windows and you're like you're like trying to interpret like weird discarded letters that are around the room to find clues and suddenly they're going up you're already weird, going up in the world it's a weird jump in quality yeah and then the next one we played was the heist which is fantastic because it was a it was like a I don't remember if it was like an 8 or 12 person room, but it was two separate rooms. And the fun gimmick they had is that they split you into two groups when you start the puzzle. And you're in the two separate rooms and the door contro- uh, that con- uh, joins the two is locked. Oh. So you're separated between the two groups. And then it also has a non-linear progression system because it's a level you're not... It's a it's a room you're not supposed to beat. It's a room you're supposed to try to get a high score in. Huh. It's, it's the heist. Which is like so an interesting... Yeah, so the room has like... Oh wait, I was in the space one with you guys. Were you in the space one? Yeah. You just didn't remember. I was like, I remember yeah. you 
being there i thought yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I, just, I just when you talked about the heist i was like oh wait i did go to the place with the heist right right <laughs> you that just was forgot going to... well because the space one i remember was like kind of janky it was janky there was a lot of jankiness in it and yeah. i tried to like forget about it <laughs> But the, the heist one also has like nonlinear progression where you have like a dozen things you're trying to steal that each have a dollar value assigned to them. And you just have to get everything into this bin that is what considers is, is the thing you're taking with you supposedly. And like that's the stuff you've successfully stolen in the time limit before okay. like the police arrive or whatever. And so you're just supposed to try to get a high score. And so the interesting outcome of that is that everyone can nonlinearly try to solve all these different puzzles because they're all to dead. Because they're all dead ends. Yeah. So you beat it, and then that's just over. And then you try to find out, and then you try to solve other things. That's cool. Now, it was a way of doing things, and the whole, like, non-joined room thing was interesting, especially since, like, almost every single thing you're trying to steal was in one of the rooms, and the thing that you use to steal them is in the other room. So you can't even get points unless you escape. Uh. And the lights are off in one of the rooms, <laughs> and you have to, and the way to turn it on is in the other room. What? <laughs> I would be so mad. There's a lot of fun stuff Can you happening. communicate to each other? Uh, there was a hole in the door. <laughs> and actually, I, I uh, Marty was in the other group, and I fed him a flashlight through the hole in the door, so that they had light in that room. Like that kind of stuff was happening. It, there's, there's, no, uh, there's that's some... interesting that that was okay that you were able to just like, whoop. yeah, it, it it fit. There's a uh, that, that, but like that's the place I I say as being the one that's like, it's almost like they have like whiplash of like seeing the stuff that uh chambered and chamber yeah. does where they pull out like an actual Jumanji board basically, yeah, or like you're touching runes with your fingers and it's creating like spells where sounds happen around you and things like that. Or well, you're using, they, te- th- there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of RFID chip stuff and tricks thing like that yeah. going on. And, and chambered like, is built by somebody, by, by two people. And like one of them is amazing at building is like carpentry and yeah. building. And the other one's like, I'm really good at doing programming yeah. and stuff. And it's like, together so we like, are <laughs> Superman. Like, it's like the only escape room that d- goes the zero escape route of being like, a programmed experience yes that has a program that runs in the background as opposed to the other it's, stuff it's interesting it's 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 just it's it, it it breaks the rules of how you expect these to work yes because when you go to a lot of the other escape rooms you're like oh there are combination locks and keys combination like there must have been a like hot that. sale on combination locks yeah like everyone's got a hundred it's all padlocks and crap but yeah. then like you go to like in chambered and you're like picking up tarot cards and putting them in slots on the wall and then something opens and you're like i don't even what was the mechanism yeah like because they're doing tricks with that they're doing a bunch of other triggering tricks of how to set things up that are way more clever and so it feels so your interactions feel way cooler all the time yeah and nobody has ever i've never seen anyone be on that level in, in like the this california area it's it's definitely like the toppest of quality. Mm-hmm. It's a hard it's a hard one. It's to some beat. real cool shit. <laughs> yeah, if you have a chance, go to Enchambered. I would yeah. highly recommend it. It's and they are set yeah. up because they 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 got this property that's like this big warehouse thing. Yeah, they got like they a own, giant and they own a bunch of it. And so like every time I go to Enchambered, the hallways are shaped differently inside. And, it, and, like, to the point where they've even changed which side is the entrance or the exit from time to time. What? It's because the internal layout of the st- of the building is changing because when you're going in there, you actually don't know what the layout of the building is. Like, when you go to, like, Escape Sacramento... It's kind of a scary... Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't like that. It's like, like when, you go, when you go to Escape Sacramento, like, 
it's a rectangle. Yeah. So like the hallway goes down the middle of the rectangle and you know that the when you go into the rooms, you know that a little bit that way is the exterior of the entire building. And so that's just the edge of the escape room and you know that. Oh, okay. But the fun trick that Enchambered has is because it's such a giant space and all the walls are like artificial as in like they're yes. placed within this open space. They're, they're just all brought up. Yeah, the bounding yeah. walls that make up all the hallways and also the actual escape rooms themselves are built that means that like you don't know where secret doors will be yeah the i like, think the genius of what makes in chamber so great is that one because the guy's a carpenter what he did is he just built like actual like walls walls, walls just open yeah but i'm saying like he built actual yeah. walls that he can just bring down at his leisure mm-hmm. and move to any new location because nothing about that place or any of the but, rooms but also are because of how big the property is like that place is just going to keep growing yeah i mean eventually they, they'll they buy run, out that shitty comedy club next door until they run out of space finally and like at some point <laughs> they run out of space and start building up it becomes <laughs> like a, a giant <laughs> i just i'm just thinking about like the potential of that property with how much space they see that seems like they have which i can't even identify like, at some point, that's going to be, like, a local, like, theme park location for escape room type stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, that's going to be such a crazy standard that nothing else can compete with locally. Because escape rooms are such a... All the other... Most of the other businesses are just, like, you walk in and they have a series of, like... They're almost like stalls. Like, yeah. Like, here's our escape rooms and usually they're a single room thing and you're lucky to get to the two room ones, which is always the best ones when they have like two or three rooms and especially if you don't know that going in and yeah. they just surprise expand and things open and those crawl spaces and staircases and shit uh by the time that place has a full its full catalog set up and the whole the interior of the building is all used up it, that's gonna be like this absurd like local attraction i yeah it would be it would be a hell of a place to go because there's just no end to what you can like that's the beautiful thing about in chambers that you can go there and there's like so many rooms mm-hmm. and also each room is such an experience that like you could just not complete a room and you might want to like go back and actually beat a room because like they're some of the it's not that the rooms are incredibly hard but some of those rooms are like a very like a lot for especially if you go with a group lot. of people who aren't well versed in escape rooms mm-hmm. it's a lot like it's a lot to take in Especially ones that open up into other rooms. You're like, there's too much now. I don't know how to keep track of all this. Holy there's fuck. A, there's, there's there's a lot going on in those puzzles. And some of the stuff we've accomplished is people are just... We just happen to bring someone with a certain set of skills, more or less. Oh, yeah. Like, like Carissa just went up there and was like, boop, 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 boop. And just did a puzzle. It's like, did you read how to do that? We, and she's like, no, I played a game once. And I was like, I... We probably would have solved that regardless. <laughs> but, yeah, it sounded like she... It didn't even sound like she used any skill of hers. It sounded like she just pressed buttons like a lunatic. No, she knew what she was doing. She just didn't know what the... We had that happen with the heist where Johnson uh, lockpicked. Because there was a lockpicking set and that was supposed to be the puzzle. But he just already knew how. Oh. So he just lockpicked it in like a moment. (laughs) Whereas they've actually removed that puzzle from that escape room because people get so consistently stuck on it and cannot get it to work. Oh, they can't figure out how to lockpick? Like, yeah, like they can't figure it out on the fly like that, even with the instructions that come with it and everything. Huh. But fucking Johnson just had it done. And we're like, I was like, where'd you, it's like, where'd you get this? I'm like, oh, yeah, I locked it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Did you cheat? <laughs> yeah, because that's the first reaction. No, the, the worst thing that can happen in an escape room is something that happened uh, in this pirate one I did, which is that somebody brute forced a lock. Ooh. 
they just tried all the combinations till it opened. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what these are. <laughs> and and the guy was like, and and he didn't even after talking about it, he he refused to admit that there was a bad idea to do it. Like he was so smug about this idea. It's like, no, you don't just brute force every combination until it opens. Because that just fucks up the entire flow of the escape room. Because we don't know what puzzles dead end with eventually leading to that thing yeah. that you've solved already. Well, I mean, in some regard, if you're... Because you're sequence breaking, which is a weird mess. Yeah, you can. it's weird that you can sequence break. But um, if you do, the only thing you can do to save that is by writing down the combination that you use. Mm-hmm. Because the moment that fucking combination is found, then someone can go... All right, that's done. Yeah. Because at least you still get the experience of solving the puzzle, but you don't have to spend like 20 minutes going, what does this number go to? It was just one of those moments like Max answering the phone on microphone in a Let's Play of just like, I thought we all understood that's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> when like somebody just guesses combinations till the doors open. I'm like, that's not how any of this works. No. What are you doing? It's it's an odd... But escape rooms are fun if you can find a good group to go with and you can find a good place it's like it's an awesome experience it's probably the third podcast about that <laughs> where we talk about probably. but we, we get hype about them even yeah. when we do the bad ones we get hype about the with the memory of the good ones yeah. as a result i always get hyped about the memory of the good yeah ones. that's all i've got speaking of yep we should do a question and then we went to round table we did go to round table and uh that escape room was like the round table of escape rooms <laughs> yeah you had you got very angry at a candy machine. <laughs> I got angry at both the candy and the ball machine. I got angry at pretty much like half the place, honestly. So, if you've ever seen Andrew Rage at Dark Souls or many other moments, like there was an Andrew and Microcosm moment that happened <laughs> where we were, we were literally like we were waiting in line for food, like or to order at the. Not even at line. We were just waiting as a group. We were the only people there. We were at the ordering place and we were standing behind the people ordering, basically, because uh, it's a larger group. And we just look over and it's me, Nick and Marty just all look over to see you. And we're like, is Andrew playing the claw machine for candy? And we see you grab candy with the claw, and it comes over, and it goes over, and it drops. And then we just see you like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> you like literally tilted the machine sideways into the other machine and we're just like slamming it because immediately the one candy you got landed on some kind of tiny ledge and wouldn't fall off yes because the machine was so badly designed and instead of walking away like a sane person or just not starting this in the first place you were immediately within one second trying multiple like attempts to destroy this machine practically. yeah i think another option i did was i tried to see if my arm could fit over it but yeah. i couldn't because I think, my dominant I think you arm tried to stick your arm through the hole yeah. yeah which is never the right choice in those situations i have ridiculous arms but I... you do have weird spider arms <laughs> but uh, but then you tried again and this time you got a whole handful of candy like yeah. it was the jackpot and then it comes over to the fucking like square shaped chute that it drops shit into in these candy machines and it drops it over the divider <laughs> so like more than half of it fall fell back on the inside because yeah. it dropped before it actually got to the hole yeah and then only a couple things fallen and you were just getting just destroyed by this candy machine yeah and then my, and all i can think is like why is he even trying yeah then i tried a bouncy ball one and both times that i got the ball it bounced the ball out and you're just sitting there like it's a matter of pride yes but i got a candy at the end of it you technically got candy yes there's a dollar store like around the corner from there 
Whatever. You get so much candy for so much less. Look, I'm just saying it was. Those are literally designed to trick children. Yeah, and I rose to the challenge. I got candy out of it. That's not the correct response. It's <laughs> not the correct response at all. It's okay. Falling for that kind of shit is one of the reasons you give for why children shouldn't exist. And yeah. You're like, so I can get in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if children didn't exist, and they wouldn't be upset when I broke the machine. Let's see. You were. You were moments away from making a serious mistake. What? Because I saw you tip it backwards, and I'm like, there's a window behind that. That is, <laughs> oh, you're just going to break the window of the round table. <laughs> Throw the machine out the window. Take Not it like go me. out the window, but I just know. tilting it backwards just a little too much. It would just go through the window. <laughs> like the window I, had, would... I had control on the machine. It didn't seem like it at all. I did. It wasn't like the machine was too heavy for me. It's literally filled with candy. It weighs nothing. It definitely weighs stuff. It's made of metal. Well, yeah, but I'm saying it, it's not like it's, definitely a, it's not a machine. Backwards towards the window. Like, yeah. What are you doing? It's a no. This, I, this today's about to become way too eventful. <laughs> well, it was because I couldn't. I ultimately my goal was to lean it forward. Because if I leaned it forward and then I just pushed it back really quickly, all oh, this then, like then the momentum. Jolly Rancher. For one Jolly Rancher. That's all I wanted. And so, I, I was going to try to lift it forward, but they have a thing in the front that prevents you from doing that. So, it's like there's a metal piece that sits and you can't bring it forward, but they didn't put one on all four sides. They only put it on the front for some reason. Because I guess people normally like try so to shake it. So, it doesn't crush children. Oh, yeah. I guess that's good. <laughs> it's there to, so it doesn't kill people. <laughs> well, when, I mean, at least you get candy. But that place makes me sad because they used to have it? like four arcade machines there. Well, yeah, but I've been going there since I was a kid, and this is my first time going there in like ten years now. And now it's 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 uh, cruising USA or whatever, cruising Exotica, yeah, cruising Exotica, and then like three gambling games for children. Yes, <laughs> designed to just ruin children. <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh, it's so much worse now. The only way it could be worse is if they had that one where it's like the fucking tower of cubes that goes. Well, that's basically the button. In that's time. what the one is. Because that one's the like, other the the other gambling machine that is it's the one where you have, have that to one is that well, one, isn't that one just rigged well yeah I mean it's the roulette it's the it's the wheel of fortune thing not wheel yeah. of fortune it's the uh, Price is Right wheel where but you the one spin that goes, the wheel it's supposed to be like a skill game supposedly but it's like super clearly rigged and like impossible you can win it it's possible to win because it's illegal to make it rigged um it's just to make it impossibly hard they just did it and they added delay to it it's not add, accurate they add as many things as they can to make yeah. it impossible to win it's a it's like a 0.1 second delay but uh so well, like that with always the one remembered is the first time i distrusted something in an arcade because <laughs> i saw it in reno no oh. and one of the prizes was prey oh it's like prey 2006 yeah like the, as a, that's, a new that's xbox 360 brutal. game and i'm like there's just a fucking video game in there that costs sixty dollars. Yeah, I'm like, I don't trust this thing for a second. <laughs> There's no way that it's possible to win that reasonably because they have to make back way more money than the prizes cost in order yeah. for this to work. Which I is mean, then the moment that I decoded all of gambling and I never gambled. <laughs> I'm like, my parents are suckers. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, gambling. I'm gonna go here and just put all my money into this Alien versus Predator machine instead, which doesn't give me money back, but it gives me fun. Well, I mean, it's kind of the point of buying. Was that lady supposed to be anime Ripley? What? No, I'm not looking at your wall. I'm thinking of Alien vs. Predator. You, oh. ever, you ever played the beat-em-up game? Uh, oh, God. I think like once in an arcade a long, long time you ago. You could play as Predator, other color Predator, 
kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he kind of has like comical American from perspective of Japanese people, like a military haircut, like yeah. like 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 Guile from real, Street Fighter, like more where real, it's like a like a not absurd Guile. But then he has like mechan. I think he had machine arms. Oh yeah. But I'm like I still like a kind of get like I guess that's Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of. I mean it's not like they have the rights to hit making Arnold Schwarzenegger's face in the game in sprites. But then instead of Ripley, which I can only assume that the girl had was supposed to be Ripley or something because there was a female character and it's Alien versus Predator. Yeah. And it'd be the alien character because you can't play as an alien. You only fight aliens. They're the bad ones. You're on the side of predators, I guess. Sure. Well, predators are just hunting which, aliens. Which, to be fair, some people were on the side of predators for a few moments in the other movies, whereas no one's ever on the side of the aliens. Well, so I guess it works. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, again, like aliens are like the Zerg. But she looked like a Street Fighter character. Like, yeah. she had like a long-ass ponytail, and she looked. She just looked like a Street Fighter character. That's probably she because... She like she was drawn by the person that draws all the games we're playing right now. Yeah, it's probably because which someone was artist. supposed to... Like there, there's always because you have to appeal to the Japanese audience too. Yeah. You're not gonna buy it if it's just like she had like mega weird. boobs and like camo pants and like combat boots and a ponytail and other stuff. And I'm like, shouldn't she be wearing like a tank top and have like a flamethrower and like curly hair? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It could not be more far from Sigourney Weaver. I just remember. I think I played it because I went. Uh, there was a place my family used to camp, and what they did during the summer, specifically only during the summer, was they would shut down this recreational room they had, which mm-hmm. was a place that had, uh, or it was like a, it wasn't a recreational room, it was a, like an auditorium kind of thing. They had some kind of weird auditorium at this campsite. And what they would do is in the summer, they would shut it down because nothing would go on. There'd be no plays or shut anything. Shut it down. Yeah, so they would shut it down and move a fuck ton of arcade cabinets into it. They would just fill this entire hall with arcade cabinets and, like, a pool table and a ping pong table. Hmm. And there was no reason to camp because there's so many arcade games. And I just didn't camp for, like, half the time I went there. You would just stand there in the arcade instead of I, being in, I have in, so, in an intent ever. I have so many memories of my family taking me on vacation and I just, we just both have memories of being left in strange arcades, basically. Yes. Yeah, I did that on a cruise ship where I just hung out in the arcade, and everybody's like, "There's a whole boat that was my which pa- doesn't have that games. was my parents' form of parenting for a while. Just put you in front of games. We'd go to Reno and Tahoe, and they'd go gambling, and we would just be left in the arcade <laughs> as children. Yeah, and it's like they'll take care of each other or whatever, right? <laughs> so I guess two kids. That means they're fine. it's like it's so funny because it's the era of like child snatchers and this fear that was going throughout the public of like we can't let our kids out or bad things will happen like these are the people that when i didn't when i was when i was 17 years old about to be done with being a junior in high school back to that year again uh (laughs) or the little presentations and shit right uh i was we, we, we were doing that one thing at the end of Benoit's class where it's the two-minute present presentations. Mm-hmm. And I stayed... I, uh, they were like, hey, uh, if you... Uh, we're, we're not going to have time for all of them. So if you want to stay behind after class to see the other ones, then... like you get extra credit. Oh, yeah, he's like he's he was recommending people to stay stay beyond the normal class day so that we could see everybody else's presentations because they weren't all going to fit. And the idea was to then, like... Like, hey, if, if, you need, if you need a ride, I'll, I'll drive you, was, was his idea. 
And I'm like, all right, cool. Then Wad dropped everybody off? He was he was going to just drop off anyone who didn't have a way of getting home because the oh. buses were all going to be gone. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Why not? And uh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> so I'm there I'm there after class. And uh, I remember specifically uh, Benoit handed me a CD of music. He's like, yeah, hey, yeah, find what songs you want to listen to or whatever for like the drive, the drive home. Yeah. And he's like going off to use the restroom and... Uh, <laughs> my dad arrives and he's like furious and they apparently had like called the cops because i hadn't come home what and like they had already like tried to notify the police of me being missing because i was like gone for a couple of hours they didn't call as the a school seven, I, as a 17 year old i was missing for a couple hours after school wow like what would have happened because i would always wa- i would ride the bus with my brother and we'd get off at the, and drive walk home and everything so he's aware that i'm not there and he told my parents and which is fine sure you didn't but tell then, your brother then, you're gonna stay after they, no oh. i don't i don't have a, i don't even have a way of telling my brother because here's the interesting part about the story i didn't have a cell phone yeah well why would you we just didn't have cell phones kids this was an era before iphones existed no one had one yeah people had razors though i suddenly had a razor after this because of this the same, exact situation. I had the exact same situation. Yeah. We're, Similar. They're where, like, oh my God, where was our kid all yes. of a sudden? We better get him a cell phone. It's like, why didn't you get him a cell phone? Before? No, my my thing was like, I was in, I think it was the same. Yeah, I think I was also a junior in high school. Yeah. And the bus broke down. Like the bus just broke down. It wouldn't move. And, and your so, parents didn't have contact no, with you. No, so they had they no way to get out. a hold. Yeah, so yeah. They, like we were stuck on the bus for like two hours. And my parents, my mom was like, where? I'm just Where's amazed my by son? the idea that me, as a teenager, like a year from being an adult, being like off the grid for a couple of hours is like an emergency situation. Yeah. But they would leave us in arcades for like hundreds of hours. Oh yeah. Supervised. I mean that's that's like how... there's no there was no arcade like attendant even like there wasn't even like a guy watching the area. Yeah. It was literally like an empty arcade where any weird dude could just walk in. Yeah, and I mean that's playing Time Crisis two for the hundredth time in a row. Well, that's the thing is, boy, like, have I beat that game a lot of times. Like, parents have this really weird, well, the parents, so they're worthless. But they have this like weird mentality of there are certain situations where things cannot deviate. Which is when you come home from school, there's a set schedule. You will be it, home weird at stuff. this time. But then when they when they leave you somewhere, they're like, I don't give a fuck. It'll be fine. They'll stay. It's funny because I don't even associate my parents with being strict. No. Like, I don't, but they just have like this I don't weird have like rule. a crazy regimented childhood. Like they wouldn't even pay attention to if I was doing my homework or not. Yeah, they would just notice later if like the grades came out wrong, which they didn't. But like they but, weren't paying attention to anything. But they had but, a time thing. But I didn't show up at the right time, so I must have been kidnapped yes. as a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, who was already like six feet tall. That's that's. I mean, that's how my <laughs> that's how my mom was too when I didn't come home from the bus, and she was like, "Well, what happened?" He was like, "Where else would I possibly be?" It's I, for the past 12 years, I've been coming home every day after school. You think I just chose one day to not? No, it was something happened at the bus. That's the only, it's like, you will need a cell phone. I don't want it. It was such a weird it. exception, especially nowadays. I'm used to the idea of like, just not even having contact for like four months at a time and everything like that. Yeah. Because we're beyond that point. But it, it was like the one day they were selectively <laughs> hyper worried. Yes. And it was such a weird experience. And I'm well, like. Uh, it's like uh, the weird, all the weird situations where they're not worried are, are suddenly weirder. Yeah. One time they were too worried. But that's the thing is like, and my mom was somebody who was like, I don't want you to stay inside all day. 
Like she was the kind of person that's like, I hate the fact that well, you yeah, play video games all day, go outside, our, just go yeah, play with our friends. Our parents are massive screen. hypocrites. Yes. I was <laughs> like, you want me outside and not at the home, but go then out and play, but also be home on all, time. It all has to be hyper regimented and it all has to be like really specifically like scheduled and yeah. pre-approved where you can go and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember once I was going to a LAN, which I now know was across the street from you because <laughs> I was going to a LAN at Billy's. Oh. Uh, it was... Probably 2007. Okay. The same year. Shit. <laughs> it's the same year. Because I because it was uh it was the be- they were doing the beta for TF2. Yeah. Which is Orange Box, which is 2007. So that would have been like early to mid 2007. So the same the same goddamn year again. Wow. And like I was they I had been pre-approved to go to this LAN and they were cool with it. I was gonna pop my like I was gonna put my uh, get all my computer shit in my car in the back of my Firebird and try to drive it over there and yeah. up, set up and everything. And they fucking they suddenly lose their shit once it became dark because I didn't leave before dark. And so suddenly so you had a car you weren't walking, yeah, but suddenly driving my shit over to one mile away was a problem because it was dark now and suddenly i couldn't go what (laughs) that's weird and it got really weird to the point where like i couldn't and then that for some reason they were saying i couldn't bring my computer and somehow i don't even know how this happened I think the final outcome of the scenario was that i put an xbox 360 in my backpack and walked there because for some reason I wasn't allowed to drive or take my computer for some reason. So instead, I think I walked there with the 360 and set up Halo in their garage on a little TV, being the only person who didn't have a computer. That's annoying. Which, like, I, I, did, I did play co-op through, like, all of Halo 3 with somebody at some point that night. But, like, yeah, it was, like, just a weird exception. And I'm like, I don't even know, like, what weird... Like, there's a weird process of being a teenager where your parents just start really arbitrarily exerting control almost as almost just for the sake of doing it sometimes. i think it, i it's, think it happens more like, often when you're a person who does nothing because your parents start becoming dubious where they're weird, like right? why is this per like are, my child is not exhibiting symptoms of being a teenager there must be something devious it's like it's 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 because my family was the same so way strange where my i had the exact same problem but it's like i would come home every day i would never leave i would do nothing different i would never get in trouble like never deviate all, like you see all those and, movies about the crazy parents being just weirdly dickish to their kids yeah and like sometimes the teenagers are just being because the teenagers are the teenagers dickish are, too sometimes the teenagers are, are just douchey and unre- unreasonable but sometimes the parents just have really bizarre rules for no reason in yeah. the movies and that always that feels unrealistic every time I see it, and then I remember my own history of like, why was that happening? Yeah, like why was that a point of drama? Yeah, I mean I've I've had my fair share of that um, a lot of the time, which is just like the like rare. I got involved in no crime. I did no drugs. I didn't drink. I didn't yep. smoke. I didn't go. I didn't party. <laughs> all I, I did, literally yeah. All I, all, all I ever did was school and hang out with friends, and those would weirdly hit boundaries for yeah. seemingly no reason sometimes. I, you know, I think the thing that weirded me out the most was that the 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 only time I've ever been in a situation that was dangerous for me, like, mm-hmm. literally as in, like... The, what, the serial killer moment? <laughs> well, no, well, no, that that too, but... Was that, was that later? Uh, that Yeah, that was later. Well, no, that was... 
Yeah, that was later. That was after high school. Tune but, back um, into our old podcast, yeah. Sadcast, episode maybe three or four. I don't know. Yeah, it's there's, only, there's only four of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it was I survived the Chuck E. Cheese massacre episode. Probably. So the one that has the Five Nights at Freddy's thumbnail. Yeah. For the full story. Yep. It's only uh, like a three-year-old podcast. Yeah. There's also because because uh, I also almost got abducted by a. Um, one of the one of the many child predators that live in this town oh fun um yeah when i was a kid going to elementary school with my sister fun and he did that it was very stereotypical too it was the like pulled up in a car and was like hey have you kids seen my puppy and we were like no we just got out of school we wouldn't have seen a puppy he was like well it looks like this would you guys be able to look out i was like yeah i was like well you know you want to drive around and go look for the puppy with me i was like no why would i do my sister was like yeah let's go and i was like no you don't do that like you don't get in a car with somebody (laughs) sounds like like somebody didn't have the talk well my sister didn't know she was like i think in third grade and i was i was like in sixth Uh, grade and i was like no 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 well we will not i just yeah at a young age i was instilled with the idea of being afraid of everyone basically I was, but also was told to stop playing video games all day and go outside, but also don't go outside ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they could not make up their minds which one of those two things they wanted, because they're so afraid of everything happening, but also, like, why are our kids inside all day? It's almost like we raised them to stay inside all day. Yeah. It, the, but the weird part was, I went home, and I told my mother this, and her first reaction was like, did you go home the way I told you not to? And I was like, no, I went home the way you told me. She's like, well, go home the way I told you not to next time. And I'm like... I. What? They want like, you to start taking a different the, route yeah. because of, to avoid the, the, yeah. the van man. And I was like, what the... Wait, but then why did you even have a route I couldn't go down then if you thought that was the route that's unsafe? Because the, this whole arbitrary rule set you're making is stupid. Yeah. Like, just let the me... best I can think of is she probably wants to know exactly what route you're taking. So she just created one. Yes. But then she wanted you to take a different route because weird predator. Now, because there's a predator yeah. on her route. But it's it's the idea of like, why did you create this arbitrary system when it doesn't matter ultimately? Because I wasn't allowed to walk to school really yeah Why? even though we live like yes by school you, you live they would right they would there. drive me like the couple it's... of blocks to elementary school every day and back to put it in perspective guys for keith to walk down to, for you to walk to your elementary school it's for the like a few school, minutes it's less than it's that. it's like two blocks the most amount of time it's that it takes short. to get there is crossing the street mm-hmm. because you have to wait for cars that's it if it Pretty wasn't much. for that, it takes you less than it takes you less than five minutes to get to school. No, the um, how the fuck did they not let you walk? I I lived on the other side. They were scared of what would happen. I guess what what's <laughs> gonna happen? The school's that, right I, there. That, I guess what they, happened to you? It couldn't even happen to you because you live so close. You couldn't even park. You would have to park in the intersection of the street to pick you up. Like, there's no way he could reach you. You would be at school by the time he would park anywhere. That's that's, the only reason I almost got kidnapped because my house is on the other side of the damn town. That so when I had to walk, I had to walk so far. Mm -hmm. We were never, we were never really unattended because we'd be driven to school, and then uh, we'd actually after. was it after school would end, my mom would actually pick us up and drive us to work. Like where my dad works. What? We had like a playroom, essentially. Wait, you weren't allowed to stay home alone? No. Oh. We would spend all day at the shop. Okay. And we'd be playing video games and watching movies in like a separate little room in the corner, basically. And we'd just have to wait until they got off work and then go home. 
And that was like most of elementary school. What? And then they're like, why don't you hang out with people all the time in like later years? It's like, because all of elementary school, I couldn't ever. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just knew people during school and that was it. Except for like maybe weekends or birthday parties and crap like that. That's crazy. Gave me a lot of time to get really into, uh, to get really into Star Trek Next Generation and Simpsons. I <clears throat> didn't have that problem. I just went home after school. Because all we had was alone. bunny ears. Oh, so, we, so I was I was always watching KQCA fifty eight because it was the only channel that came yeah. in that I cared about. So it'd be like it'd be like Animaniacs and stuff like that, and then it would cut over to like now it's adult child, adult people uh, programming. Yeah, and so it would go like Simpsons, then Star Trek, then like Third Rock from the Sun and Frasier. Yep. I think that was, it was like the exact the, time yeah, block. It's the exact. And I was really block. aware of that because I'd watch it every day yeah so i think i've seen every episode of next generation as a child multiple times because <laughs> it was just the daily routine if we didn't want to play video games and video games themselves were an ordeal because we had to have we'd have to have that specific console at the shop as opposed to home because we wouldn't take them back and forth all the time okay and then also it had to be i'd have to share with my brother oh. which is like its own pain in the ass so half the time we just want to watch tv anyway game boys were a godsend Game Boys were like... Because then my brother just play, started playing Pokemon all the time, and I could just do whatever I wanted. And suddenly <laughs> I'm discovering, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 and shit. <laughs> You're playing, like, actual games? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... I don't know, I never had that... Uh, I never had that issue, because my, my mom had a very stern... Uh, she was very stern about, like, you can't do these things and these things. You know, like, she had rules about, like, you can't go to these kind of places, or you can't do this kind of stuff at this certain time. Mm -hmm. But... The rest of the time, she's like, I don't have my own time to pay attention to you. Like, you're either going to live or you're going to die. And honestly, yeah, at this know. point, like, I would rather... She was taking, like, the parole approach to parenting. Yes. Where it's like, if it shows up at the right place at the right time, everything else must be working well, out. That's what she did. She would just set <laughs> yeah. up checkpoints where she was like, when you get home, send me... <laughs> Checkpoint. Yeah, she's like, when you get home, send me an email that says you got home. Because, you know, cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone. So I'd have to get home, send her an email. And say, Your like, entire life was just a really slow motion, like, waypoint race. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, if I went to anybody's house and I wasn't going to be home, by the time she got home, I would just have to send an email that said, I'm going to this person's house. I will uh, I will be home at this time. And, you know, like, I'll be basically I'll be home email. by dinner. Yeah, I emailed so I have, like, so many emails in my in my Yahoo folder that I sent to my mom that are just me going like, hey, I got home. Everything's fine. And then she'd just be like. How much homework do you have? <laughs> and it's like, uh, this much homework. She's like, okay. I have four homeworks. Yeah. And some, and sometimes like if I said, I don't have homework or like, oh, it's already done. She'd be like, scan the homework and send it to me. It's like, I don't have homework done yet. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, you were lying to her about yeah. your homework. Well, yeah, I never, I didn't do homework at all going through high school. Just, Just a ever, up. ever. I didn't turn any of it in. I made all of my guys. I passed high school by only uh, passing tests. Hmm. Which is, I mean, resulted in all of my grades that's, being uh, basically a C or a D. That's but. one approach. Uh, homework I, was pointless. We, we, went, we went over last time how I did my homework, which yeah. is just in the morning before school. I'd be like, eh, these worksheets. And I'd be just done with them. Yeah. And then I'd, go, then I'd sometimes be on the bus just doing homework. And sometimes I do my homework. I've I've done all of my homework for the day on the bus before. See, I just didn't. And that's not a long bus ride. I didn't have except for those times where it is. I didn't have time because <laughs> that, that damn train. Because I had like in the morning was the time I played 
my Game Boy. Yeah, and so, that's, that's that's mandatory. Well, yeah. I mean... <laughs> so, that, therefore, you have no time. <laughs> yeah, and so at night, when I got home from school is when I have time to play games and watch anime. So, I didn't have time for homework. Homework is like an, in, like an, an inconvenience. But it's not that... But when I'm at school, it's not that I'm not paying attention to what's going on in class. I was retaining the information. I just don't care about re-retaining the information. I don't need to redo it all. Where it's like, okay, now get real in depth about the war, and it's like, no the war. Well, you know, like when you're doing history, you know, class our or, one war, not the one war, but uh, or like any kind of like even science and stuff. All of the worksheets were fucking pointless. It was just shit you've already learned in class, but it's just more of it. So I was like, I I get the information. I don't need to do this. So then when you a decent amount of high school in particular is repetition, whereas yeah. and when you get to college, it's literally like here's your assigned reading get through that shit because it's separate from the lecture entirely yeah and so that's the thing is like so i didn't need to do homework so i just never did mm-hmm. and granted uh, you can't you you if you don't pass the test you will fail by not doing it mm-hmm. so i just put the stipulation in my head it was like well i have to just ace every test yeah so i just aced every test and then just didn't do homework which led to like half of like i had to go to so many parent teacher conferences is fucking ridiculous because i would keep getting yelled at where it's like your son doesn't do homework, but he finishes the test with A's. That can't, that's not okay. Like, he would have an A in the class if he just did the homework. And my mom would just be like, why aren't you doing the homework? Like, I don't have time for it. And I, like, I need Adam. Yeah, and so then that would get yelled at because it's like, <laughs> Andrew, that's not more important. Like, school is the most important thing. I was like, it's literally not. It's not the most important thing ever. Like, I'm passing these tests by not doing the thing you're telling me is important. So clearly it's not important. Fuck but you. It, but Andrew, no one will ever make a living playing video games. <laughs> it's like I, I, you grow up so often where your parents are like i'm going to tell you how the world's going to be and then by the time you grow up they're like i ruined that whole thing everything for you. they and ever yeah. said was wrong yes and everything falls apart they they like shit just becomes an rng generator of like well how did i even get here i just said they, rng generator yeah they but, but they like <laughs> atm machine they like specifically they specifically built this world for you where they're like, this is exactly how your life's going to go. You need to follow this plan. This is why. And when you reach there, you realize that they took that plan and threw it on the ground. And we're like, it broke. You better figure it out, you stupid millennial. And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? What is this? You made this and then told me to follow it. And then you threw it on the ground. And they're like, well, the economy was bad. And it's like, I don't want your fucking economy excuses, you idiot. You elected that guy. It's your fucking fault. Look what you did. You gave it anxiety. Yeah. It's so dumb. I hate it. And then, yeah, and then you grow up and it's like, oh, video games are never going to be important, Andrew. No one's going to pay you to do that. It's like, fucking stupid. So, so kids make, so people make money that way now, huh? <laughs> no, they don't because parents There's, won't, they won't conceptualize it. Tell me it. about this ninja guy. <laughs> they, I, I hate conversations about how my money even happens. But it's, that's the thing. So That's the best part uh, is that, you know what? They haven't learned that you can make money doing that because they won't, their brains will not process the information. That's the truth. That's the best part. They is literally they, will not, no matter how much you explain to them, they won't internalize the information. Seemingly, it, it, it feels like when somebody learns information that contradicts their political beliefs. Yeah. And then they just dump it, basically. <laughs> it, like, that's, that's, that's basically how they process my livelihood. Yeah. Is that, like, because it doesn't, it's not, they can't, it doesn't drive with how their idea of livelihood is. Works. Yeah. So they just dump it afterwards. It's, it's a, it's appallingly interesting. So much of my family asks me how my uh, how my podcast is doing, and my own subscribers are barely aware that I do a podcast. It's just the only word they remember related yeah. to my job. It's the one they hear often enough on the news. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's dumb. 
being a child's dumb children are dumb yeah everything's dumb the uh it just don't do any of it cut the whole middleman out no kids no problem no paranoia parents. i don't really think that was the takeaway of the conversation it was but okay you become less shitty of a person if you have if i mean you, you technically did the thesis statement and the conclusion at the end but the body was a different essay <laughs> Look, I've been writing a, a lot of essays in college entirely. lately, and they turn out all the same. I mean, that's that's what MLA formatting does, is make every essay the same yeah. forever. Because it's important to, to just jam all formatting into people's heads until nothing has personality anymore. Because that's what writing is. You know what's the interesting part? Is that every time... Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff where it's like, you need to research like, papers and do all this kind of stuff. None of those papers are written in that format that I learned in college. They're yeah. all written in like a very specific format yep. for that field. Yep. That almost like there's different formats for things that they don't teach you in college. Or also English is where you learn MLA format where you have to do really specific, annoying things to structure everything exactly. But also they teach you Shakespeare who just made up English as he went along. Yeah. Basically. And it was like, fuck it. I'm making words myself. What Doth are, don't what care you, about what literacy. Even our tenses. Fuck it. <laughs> I made my own grammar. <laughs> what even our tenses. Fucks it. And you're supposed <laughs> like, to learn both of those in the same class. Like that works. Yeah. It's it's dumb, uh, but uh, you know whatever. I they're the ones taking the money, so they must know what's good. Nope, nope, nope. That's one of them. That's one of them fallacies. <laughs> I don't even know which one, but I'm just gonna say I'm gonna raise the fallacy card. It's so it's on that list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the world is just such a piece of shit. The world is a vampire. <laughs> it's not even. That's the worst part. Is like vampire be at least consistent. They yeah. have like rules they follow. Humans are just inaccurate and like completely fallible garbage things mm -hmm. that you can't just they just will not be consistent to save their lives for any reason and if they do so it like somehow is going to make them die everything can't just be speaking fucking... of dying inside have you shown the audience your bloodborne tattoo no because i never got one it looks lumpy uh yeah it's is it physically lumpy no it's scabbing oh yeah because you, you have to tattoos well yeah uh well, yeah, you can see that. He was stabbed yeah. thousands of times. Technically, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of... Actually, I was stabbed... Just stabbed I was stabbed over thousands over of times with multiple needles. Yeah. Yeah. Just stabbed and but stabbed and it doesn't, stabbed. Yeah, it doesn't look that great right now just because, like I said, it's scabbing. Uh, yeah. So, those of you who've had tattoos... It you, looks you like a fake tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I look at your tattoo, it looks like you just got finished, like, getting the thing wet and then, like, peeling it off on your arm. That's because I keep moisturizing it. Yeah. I, it, I want it to your look Your tattoo good. looks completely fake. Yeah. Um, and it's... it's uh, it's funny because like it it looks more fake because of the fact like especially if I move it's my mainly skin. It's mainly because it 100% looks like it's on top of your skin and not that's because it. it is. Yeah. That's the scab that's on yeah. top of my skin. So when I remove Gross. the scab later, then it will just be the the ink under my skin. Gross. And it's not well. It's more gross to think about the fact that like this entire thing was just an open wound. Yeah, that's crazy. That's why I have to like close it. And, yeah, like, cover it. Because it's just this open wound. It's like, hey, you want infections? This yeah. how you get infections. That's, and so it's kind of like weird. We took that thing that its entire purpose is to protect you from the environment. And we poked it with as many holes as possible just to see what would happen. I mean. <laughs> while also injecting things into it while doing it. Yes. Nothing can go wrong in any part of this process. Also, like, I had to sign a waiver. Have you seen, I... like, the slow motion tattoo videos? Oh, yeah. So those are a real trip to watch. Yeah, those are weird. It's just like an, uh, an array of needles stabbing you at once. Yep. Over and over again. Yeah. That's uh 
Yeah, that's more of the uh, shading than, or the coloring than it is the uh, line. It's kind of like you blended. It's kind of like you blended your body a little bit, just localized. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah, he, go ahead and heal. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it be, is. You'll be fine. It's a make or break thing. Like if you don't take care of your tattoo as it's healing, it could just look like shit when it's all over, and you Hooray. can't really do anything about it. You can't be like, could you fix it? It's like, well, uh, kinda, but like, it was actually strangely perfectly timed that right when I'm uploading the Soulsborne series where you're making guts and shit like that, you just get a Berserk tattoo. Yeah. Like and that in that timing. Did you just get reminded of Berserk by that by or something? No, I'm never not reminded of Berserk. I still read it. <laughs> Berserk's one of those things that literally never came up. You've never mentioned it in any context until that moment. Oh, until I had the no moment reason I got to it. think you had any interest in, in Berserk until uh, Oh no, I until I, you made guts basically. I love Berserk. Yeah. It is such a good series. I love it. I well one, I can relate to the protagonist very much so mm -hmm. uh a person who hates everything and kills There's still absolutely zero good uh motion picture adaptations of it right it's always like it's always bad or incomplete or something goes wrong um it's uh yeah i think the best you've got is the three movie uh i think just making an anime would be easy by now <laughs> No, <laughs> because Berserk follows a Berserk is really hard to adapt in a country that has set like specific rules and then trying to export that anime to other countries that have very specific rules because Berserk is a series. That, oh, so is Berserk full of stuff you can't show in anime? Yes. Berserk has like actual rape that it well, shows. It has a character called Rape Horse. Well, yeah, but the Rape Horse doesn't rape anybody. No. Funny enough. But that's just the thing but, that I know about because I, I played Bloodborne uh, and yeah. Ludwig was there and and then people were suggesting that he was based on the Rape Horse and I'm like, all right, well, I'm learning words today. What? Yeah. <laughs> I look at the image. I'm like, that looks kind of, yeah, it's not completely off except for the one element. The giant penis? Yeah. <laughs> the particular element that somehow didn't make it into bloodborne <laughs> but yeah so there there's a lot like but there is actual rape in uh berserk like you can see it Fun. um people are killed incessantly what um, a happy narrative yeah uh there is people mutilating themselves people being mutilated people literally giving birth and then exploding so it's kind of like how there hasn't been an anime adaptation of gyo yeah have yeah. you read Gyo? No. Because you read Uzumaki. Yes. So I I went through and I've read Gyo now. I've also read two of his like compilation ones that mm -hmm. are just a bunch of separate stories. And uh, I can't imagine a proper adaptation of Gyo happening in any context in any part of the planet because yeah. of what subject matter. Yes. Do you know what its subject matter is? No. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> it feels... It basically would have to be adapted by a hentai company. Oh, like, like tentacle porn? It gets real in there. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's... It's, that's the thing. Is, there's some real horror penetration happening in that narrative. <laughs> it's disconcerting. It's that, and that's the thing, is like Berserk It's is, also one of the only things I've read so far from that guy that actually had me like having trouble sleeping because I was in, laying in bed and my skin was crawling. Uh. <laughs> but it wasn't because of that. It was because they had spider fish. Uh, and I'm like, I don't need, don't give me new spiders to deal with. <laughs> it was specifically spider fish in a bedroom in a yeah. scene at the, like at the beginning of Gyo. And I'm like, don't do this to me, man. Not immediately. <laughs> nice. Been, yeah, you should, ch you should check out Gyo. I need to get through I'm gonna, the... I'm, I'm going to read Tomi next. I need That's to get through the, all the Ito those are stuff. His, Yeah, they're all great. But oh, those, yeah. The, but it's three big stories that have their own the, a whole um, book of yeah, just volumes. the one thing are 
Uzumaki, Gyo, and Tomi. Okay. Where Tomi is just some... I think she's a witch or something. <laughs> she's a witch. <laughs> I think it's just a character named Tomi who's some kind of supernatural witch person. Okay. Oh, I only know about her because in, in, in one of the compilations there is what I think might be the first story of Tomi or something where she drives a portraiture a portrait a portrait artist insane okay where she she's trying to like he's he's painting portraits of somebody else and always capturing their inner beauty and crap like that but then encounters Tomi and he becomes obsessive over trying to capture what Tomi looks like and it starts off with like just you know nice beautiful portraits and she rejects them every time and then she and and he and he, and he looks back at and after the rejection he looks back at his own portraits. It's like and they're all wrong and I have to figure this out. And the the portraits of Tommy keep getting more and more like macabre and horrible looking and monstrous, huh. trying to capture the inner beauty of this person, which just looks like a person. Yeah, like she's just a, a stereotypical eyeliner pretty anime girl character. Yeah, it's not special. She's just a a, a pretty older woman basically, and, and immediately. Like he, the horrible macabre weird things are coming out of the drawings, and he's just going insane. And that's and I think that's the, I think that might be the first Tomy story, because otherwise I don't know why it's in a compilation thing as opposed to the Tomy book. Like I haven't opened Tomy yet, but that might be the first chapter when I open it is that one. Oh, and then, okay. Then, then they might have been like, let's keep going with this character. That sounds but, like an interesting character to go on. Yeah, but yeah, I it's there are a lot of anime that just can't or manga that can't be adapted because of various yeah. reasons. Berserk just is one of them. I mean, it, like, and like I said, it features a lot of stuff that just like child, uh, uh, child molestation. Um, it, yeah, it has like a lot of just rape. Way it has, dark. It just, it's the darkest. It's <laughs> like Berserk is technically the darkest. I can't wait for the Game of Thrones anime. <laughs> Where they cut out like half the story of Game of Thrones. No, like Game of Thrones is fine though. That's the thing. Game of Thrones can be adapted into an anime. Berserk can't. Because Game there's, of Thrones doesn't actually show the thing. There's definitely a rape in Game of Thrones. But it doesn't show and it. There's also like several moments of like like relationship with children, basically. Yeah. Which they get around in the show by just making them not children. That's the thing though. They're changing the source material. I guess the anime sure loves to just say people are different ages and then not change anything else about no, the they, scenario. I mean they have children that are like I just think of all the video games I've played that were from Japan where the uh, suddenly they aged up every character by changing a number on their character sheet and that's yeah. it. And it's like it's always really uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't like how you had to age them up to make this not weird, because that made it weirder. That made it weirder that you didn't just replace them with an older person. You just changed the their the, the, they change their ID basically to pretend they're older. Yeah, I mean it's that's always really creepy. Well, I mean you also have to remember the country itself has like no like child pornography. Depending on what you what is the basis of it, like if you are just looking at it, like if you look at child pornography, it's just a fine. You don't get added to a registry list. You don't get like thrown in jail. You just let's have just a fine. diverge away. But, from the entire but the point. But the point I'm trying to make is that like the culture has different like they uh, they deal with things differently and so the problem is is that like berserk is is just a series that's built where it's very very hard to hit everybody's soft spot like you can't make it for america because you have to remove all of the like all the sexual stuff related to it you can't bring it to europe because you have to remove all the violent stuff related to it you can't bring it to japan because you have to like kind of tone down the sexual and the violent stuff in it and it's like kind of turn tone down every element like of berserk it, has to be neutered so much to make it functional that the only times that it is functional is by doing all of the later in stuff which is what they've been focusing on because the later in stuff is just 
we're going to a place to kill demons and like you can just show demons getting killed because japan doesn't care they're like oh no a crocodile died i don't hmm. know if the kids will handle it could they air but, devil man cry baby in japan mm, yes like unaltered uh yes even with the vagina monsters yes and the the mid-air falling rape scene that's electrocuted it's like that's yeah you could do that there's a lot of things to process in um, show. because it never if you if you know well for one it was made and it was like made in japan was uh, it made in japan yes i actually didn't know whether that was the case or not yeah and so it's like a netflix like sponsored thing they paid it? for it they yeah. basically paid to have it made uh but it's it's done by a studio uh in japan so they followed the law to make it hmm. like it's it's legal to you can air that in japan um, so people being eaten by vagina monsters is fine that's completely okay i can't uh, tell where any of the lines are that's for youtube I, because for anime it's for the, anything. yeah well but with berserk the lines are like you cannot show people being murdered in certain ways so like say for instance there are parts of uh uh there's specific methods uh, that the, aren't okay yeah so like this i don't want to spoil it but like the ending scene of uh devil man cry baby there's some stuff you would have to kind of black bar a little bit. Uh specifically the uh specifically the mob outside of the house would have to be black barred a little bit cuz there's some things on that Oh, there's some real dark. Yeah. Like that, that last episode of Doveman Crybaby has some <laughs> real dark shit across the board. Yeah, there's some stuff you can't like uh <laughs> like in Japan you'd have to put black bars over certain parts to make that arable. But you don't have to remove it. You can keep the scene in there and the imp implications, but you just can't show that just, level of detail. I just got reminded that's almost out now. What? The reprint of Devilman. Of Devilman. Oh, yeah. They're doing all of Devilman in two volumes. Wait, they're, they're going to reprint it? Yeah. Oh, boy, that art's going to look real weird. They're doing all of the original Devilman in two volumes. Okay. The first one comes out like this month or next month, I think, or something like that. And, then, and the other one comes out like late in the year. That's going to be a very big eye-opener for people who think Devilman Crybaby is, like, the true <laughs> uh, the true narration of that. It's just the only version of the story that ever reached the... that finished and also did at least the, the correct ending at the very least, as opposed to... Well, that, oh, yeah. Because I think, I think the other adaptations either... Because uh, there's been multiple adaptations over and over again, and they either don't finish the story, they just and and don't get well, some finished. of them were started or before one of, the ending. And, or one of them i think finishes but they just completely change the ending to be like happy or something yeah. or like they literally just lie about what happens in devil man uh whereas crybaby supposedly stuck to what the ending was even though the whole thing's being reimagined in a different context yes. as a whole uh yeah a lot of it's a lot of it's still different it's like it's like easy a yeah. <laughs> where like the whole thing is being transposed not it's not quite easy because easy is way too different yes but i mean like it's that kind of like it was, the idea. it's being translated yeah. into a different era and different feel in a lot of ways but they still did the overall story arc yes whereas um, uh, past uh, ad ad adaptations didn't do that yeah basically um it's but then there's also the Devilman cry. There's also the weird Devilman Extreme or whatever the fuck, where they re they re manga it from scratch. Did yeah. you hear about that? Where it's and it's just it looks unbearable. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like look somebody good. tried to they tried to reimagine all of it in anime and I mean in manga form, and it's like it's I hate the art. Yeah, and I, and I don't like anything about what they're going for. It's funny too because like there's so many Devilman stuff 
out there because people like I, I a lot of people it's, they're almost, it's almost like an obsession at some point how much it's been redone it's a good series it's just over and over again it's, but but, I, but i'm gonna i'm gonna get i'm gonna go through those yeah i mean you know evangelion did the I'm exact just, same thing so I'm just, waiting for, <laughs> I'm just waiting for both volumes to be out yeah i also didn't want to pre-order them because i keep thinking of my living situation as just temporary and i don't know if pre-ordering them if they'll i'll still be living in the same place by the month yeah well originally i was this originally i saw that these were available when we were talking about Devilman Crybaby. Oh, Like, okay. back then. Yeah. It's like, oh, one will come out in, like, three months, and one will come out in, like, ten months. And I'm like, yeah. all right, that's, I don't know what that, I, I, eh? <laughs> yeah. I would, that's fine. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it's, like I said, the, like, Evangelion did the same kind of ending that Devil, uh, Devilman did. Whereas the, like, Evangelion also ended the, like, and then he, him and another boy lay at the end of the world and watch it blow up is like kind of like the same evangelion kind of did every insufferable choice it could make didn't it because it just resented its own audience yes i mean it's it's as opposed to having like an an artistic goal he did to resent his audience fucking hateful towards the audience (laughs) his goal is to be be mad at people he's like he's like miyazaki in a different way where he's like he thinks anime is a mistake but only the people who like his stuff specifically my audience they're the wrong yeah they're the mistake like He's a great guy, though. Uh, you know, great guy. The it's it's interesting uh, to see some of the outcomes of something like Devilman Crybaby or Berserk. Like seeing those kind of series come to existence and seeing what Berserk's that... still not over, is it? No, is it, it's one of those hiatus pl- shows that keeps coming and going, right? Uh, it had a little bit of struggle here and there. Uh, it was very consistent for a while, and then because it's a monthly, is it not still a currently ongoing? Yes. Ah. Uh, but. It was about, like, I think it was, like, the mid-2000s, he ended up developing Carpal Tunnel. Uh, uh, and so he started having to do, like, breaks. And then when he when he was doing his breaks, he started uh, doing side projects that didn't require him to hurt himself more while working. I mean, basically not drawing. And some of those side projects took time. Specifically, one of them was... Uh, uh, one of them resulted in him doing some work for, like, a series called Idolmaster, which is a juxtaposition compared to berserk which is like it's mm-hmm. a bunch of cute girls and they're trying to be idols in japan and it's like i don't how do what the fuck how did this happen weird like, stuff happens like like junji ito for a while did like cat comics yeah and he's like he's he is one of his uh i think it's fragments of horror is the compilation i read uh is actually his attempt to return to horror after so much time not doing it basically yeah, people that sometimes whole process, and that's I mean that's what happened with him. The Berserk author uh, author was that uh, he ended up taking like a pretty like three year hiatus, basically to work on other projects to try to like not feel in pain every day from make... the huge amount of art he does. He does a lot of so art, much inking. It's so good though. It's so well done. But yep. god damn, does that that must kill you when you have carpal tunnel? But uh, I mean, every time I look at all the when I look at my giant stack of Junji Ito material at this point, and then know and know about all the ones I still don't have, I'm just like, he drew all this shit by hand. Yes, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is so much it's art. Insane. Like there, and there's some people who do stuff digitally now. There's mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, manga authors who just moved to the digital medium. But mm-hmm. like old ass motherfuckers like that, like the guy who does Hunter X Hunter, Berserk. Uh yeah, uh, Devil Man uh, was another one. Juni Ito's same one. They just all do it physically, and it's like, Ink guys, on paper. That is a lot of. Could you imagine? On you, paper. you fuck up just one 
extra line. You're like, I'm going to make this work and <laughs> just make it work somehow. I actually have an update on a previous conversation, which I've already, this conversation has already happened between us for okay. podcast purposes. I talked about Walking Dead before. Yes. And wanted the show to just ship a Thessius, just lose everybody and have like different people, like have the entire cast just not be any of the people that started it because they're all dead now. Uh, and the comic is taking great strides towards that. Because I, I have a pattern where I read the, the comic like once a year. Yeah. Just which, wait for just it. Wait. Just, it comes out so slowly. I'm yeah. like, I'll read like two volumes when it, every every year or so. Got I got caught up on my ritual here of my couple volumes of getting caught up again. And uh, wow, like three or four major characters are dead, including one of the ones that seems within like the small bubble of the safe people <laughs> are just dead. Like immediately. Some of them nonchalantly like... Just you just turn a page and like oh that person just uh, abruptly uh, got into a it just turned bad real fast and they died and I literally had to like double check like that's who I think they are right they're an important so that's the person's been around for like a hundred issues now that just died because it was so some of the deaths are so abrupt I wasn't sure if they were a red shirt. Like just oh, a random dude, just like random. Person. I was like, I was like, wait, no, I think that's the person that I've known about for years <laughs> who just died. And there was a lot of those happening. Uh, so that's been happening. The, nice. So the comic might ship of Theseus. I'm still waiting for Rick to die in either of them, like just to see if either of them will take that that stride of the main character dying and, and other characters having. To I feel move like on. the comics have it easier than the, than the show does. Oh yeah, the comics can just throw him away. Main, main characters die all the time in comics. Yeah, except, you can just... except they usually pull the punch. And what what the one thing that still excites me about Walking Dead is that they never do that. What do you mean? If a character is explicitly dead. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah. There's no magic in Walking Dead. The the closest you ever get is that specifically, like, one or two times in the comic, but, like, several times in the show, there's a super suggested death, but it's not, but it's not clearly happening on screen, and it's always like a, like, ha-ha, got you, they actually made it, and stuff like yeah. that. But those are always, like, at worst, an episode cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, one of the most absurd, irritating ones ever. And I'll just fucking spoil this for you right now that it's not a death because of how dumb it was. Well, I guess it's not a spoiler then. There's, there's a part, yeah, because it's not a death. <laughs> it's technically a spoiler of a fake cliffhanger. Is that there's a part where Glenn and another guy are standing on top of a gar- of a dumpster surrounded by zombies, and the other guy like suicides and falls on Glenn, and they both fall on the floor, and it does this close up camera angle like weird focus rack thing of like you can see Glenn's face. And the corpse on him, and you just see like intestines everywhere, and it's like they're trying to suggest that Glenn's getting eaten. Basically, ah. it's like the dumbest scene ever. And then the next time you see Glenn, like ep- several episodes later, because they just don't go back to him for several episodes. That's how they string out this this fucking cliffhanger. They they just show that same scene, and then he like crawls under the dumpster as they were eating. Out of, obviously, the guy that fell on him was yeah. what they were eating. It's like it was the dumbest cliffhanger ever. But they and they did the dick thing ever possible which is they did a 90 minute morgan backstory episode where it was 90 minutes of showing what happened with the, the character morgan between last time you saw him and when he arrived in in recent episodes and then they did other episodes of not showing where glenn was like as if like this whole thing you're just going to be on your edge of your sheet trying to figure out 
uh, edge of your seat trying to figure out what happened to Glenn. They're like, oh my god, did he make it? And like literally my first answer was like, they're eating the other guy and that's why the camera's framed so awkwardly is because he's not actually dying. And lo and behold, I'm like, oh wow, it was the exact thing I immediately oh, thought. Oh no, I guessed Gla- it. Glad they strung that out for a fucking month. <laughs> yeah. It's... The, the show is equal parts fantastic and insufferable. <laughs> and it alternates rapidly between them. I, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm I watch and I read that just go that just same, goes all over the place. Yeah, that, like Doctor Who Doctor has some really good shows. Yeah, there's some fantastic episodes some of Doctor Who, episodes. and then episodes where I'm like, I don't even know what you're trying to do here. Uh, like I this... still love that episode with the fucking robots. Like this is a kindness, and then you have like time loop Amy Pond where there's two versions of her at different ages and shit like that's yeah. happening. I'm like, this is a cool fucking idea. You did it, Doctor Who, and then they'll be like. People turn red and can't speak. <laughs> Remember that episode, the Crimson Horror, or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Plot yeah. Or the and then they'll go back and be like, oh, it's the episode where the Doctor's lost his memory and it's a two parter and they're a weird Elizabethan household and her, and it's an era where their companion would have been like a servant because it was uh, Martha. Yeah, Martha, Donna, Martha, Donna. Martha. Was it Martha? Donna. Which one was which? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which which one's name was whose. <laughs> Donna was the redhead. No, it was Martha. Okay, it was Martha. Yeah, it was Martha. And they were brand new at being companions, practically. And they're stuck as basically being like a slave slash house servant while the doctor has lost their memory and doesn't even know they're a time lord and it just thinks they're from this era and it's a two-parter i'm like this is a fun idea oh yeah i remember that episode like, yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's so fucking she get, like forth. super mad at him because she had to like live as being she had to live as that for, for like, like <laughs> weeks or yeah. months or whatever like it's so fucking back and forth of like cool idea bad idea yeah. <laughs> moffat idea not moffat idea <laughs> <laughs> that was pre-moffat kind of that, that was back when Moffat's ideas were good. Okay. He wasn't running the show, and yeah. so he was known as the one that makes the best episodes of the show. Because he just pop in and do, like, blink. Huh. Weird. I wonder how that happens. It's almost like when you don't make him do it had all the time. Because he couldn't affect the show as a whole and had to yeah. wrap up his ideas in one, in one thing. So yes. he couldn't do the dumb shit he does in both Sherlock and Doctor Who. Which, thankfully, he's leaving Doctor Who and... I think they're just going to take Sherlock from him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even mean hand it to somebody else. I think Sherlock might just be dead now because of how bad he fucked it up. Like, I like the idea of them just like... Sherlock got so dumb that even the people who were okay with it up until then finally broke. You still haven't seen that, right? No. Boy, is it a ride. I can't it wait. It is such a ride. I cannot wait. It's oh. it's just like... I, I don't know. They're... You say you can't wait, but you've been waiting for like two years. I don't have the time. <laughs> I don't have time. I have Sherlock's so, the homework. <laughs> I don't have time for that, dude. My life is shit. I hate it. Like, <laughs> well, you knew about the Sherlock situation before the college. Well, happened. yeah, but I also had other stuff to do yeah. too, like, like let's anime. plays and, and, and anime. <laughs> and anime. You and have I to watch every anime. season of anime. I still, I like. I you watch. Let, you have to watch the premiere of every season of anime. I do. I still have to do that. And new season just started. Thankfully, before I was doing college, so I got. <laughs> I narrowed it down to the shows that I'm going to be watching. But God, it's still a lot. And sometimes I like will go like four or five days, and I won't watch a single episode of anything. I'll just work basically mm-hmm. and then i'll turn around i'm like 
Oh, go look at all these anime I gotta catch up on. I guess I'll watch one of them. Because <laughs> I can't stop. Like, that's the thing is I can't. I still have work every day and I still have my school is whenever I want it. But I should be doing it every day. Yeah. And but then you have like other shit that comes up. Like, you know, we went to the escape room. So had it, you know, went and did that. I went the, to the internet has become this insidious thing where all of your forms of like self-betterment or income or many other parts of your life start to literally find their way into every crack of your free time until there isn't any. Yes. It's a it's it's a it's a kind of terrifying new life structure. Yeah. I almost wish I there was a I I almost need ways around it sometimes. I really wish I had like a place to go to work. Yeah. Sometimes like, despite having my online job, I to, I totally get the whole like yeah, let's players or YouTubers having like an office they drive to. Yeah. Cuz then you have a life work separation of some kind. It just yeah, it's especially cuz like I I don't think I I can't I couldn't have done the school otherwise cuz I can't go to a place to do school at my own pace because that doesn't that's not how it works <laughs> but uh but it, it's just the the idea that like i'm get through school at your own place <laughs> get get through, get through school at your own pace at your own place yeah but the uh the idea that like yeah if i could just leave at some point during the day so i have some kind of structure of like when is when is free time when is not free time i'm just thinking about the idea that there's probably some person who got through all of college just sitting in a starbucks a d- for their whole semester yes. yeah Literally, yeah. Like just doing their online class in a Starbucks every day. It's called baristas. Forever. At Starbucks. No, not the workers. Oh, they probably did I just college like, at I, Starbucks. I just mean like the people, like the, some of the people sitting there are probably doing what you're doing for an entire semester of school. Yeah. Because they're doing an online class and they're just sitting there in Starbucks, in Starbucks drinking coffee. Because it's not home. Yeah. They have to be not home to A lot of people do that. Work. Yeah. Yeah um and i i it's see that's the thing is i I can focus i can sit here and i can focus hard the problem is i will not stop it it will not cease the focusing so i will sit there and (laughs) it cannot be defeated yeah and so i will sit there and i'll look at the clock it's like fuck it's midnight i need to be up in like four hours so i can start the i can restart my day and all (laughs) i've done is what i did yesterday which is i did school i did work that was the end it's like the only reason i'm even playing god of war which is hurting me because i'm cutting into school time is because like i i have to mandate myself to have this like to enjoy time. yourself sometimes yeah. if because if i don't i will just keep i need to go yell at this child for a while hang on yeah like i don't i don't have any because like since i'm here all the time i don't have a time where i can just leave and be done mm-hmm. i don't get to just go somewhere and be like well i'm not working anymore it's like well you can just leave your office andrew but that's by computer everything is gone like this mm-hmm. is where everything is so yeah it's just a it's just shitty but at the same time, it's great. I'm efficient. Way more efficient than I would be if I was, wasn't was at home all the time. You'll be ready, you're ready for breaks just in time for when you're dead. Yes. My my, my philosophy is that I might as well work really hard and then just die young. Because it makes a lot more sense. Cause in my, Does it? Yeah, because I can waste all of this time that I'm alive doing something meaningful. And then I can just die young before I can fuck all that meaning up. <laughs> well yeah on that note plus i get to sleep a lot satisfying happy note to end on you work and then you die uh i need coffee it's see you guys like, next time it's like 60 percent of your life by the way I need, I need coffee goodbye goodbye sorry no questions again well questions and video games next time or not maybe i don't know probably questions next time because we're getting a lot of them now <laughs> starting to pack up so there's suddenly a few questions yeah
But we keep had, sending we, your questions. We to had stories. That, the conversation just kept going, and then it was then it was two hours, and you're like, oh shit. Yep. I guess that means we're friends. No. Why? He has a YouTube channel. Sometimes. <laughs>